but we have just so you know, Josh, we have yeah. an official intro. It's not like it's not like those podcasts. You ever listen to podcasts? There's always this moment where someone goes, "Wait, have we started? <laughs> wait, wait, have we started?" So technically, none of this counts right now. No, but we also is... are recording now, and then like Liam will pepper it in. Right. You also know that you get to pick a song that opens the the episode, and and then the in between song. I get to pick the song. Yeah. You pick the first song, and then I might ask you for the second song if I don't have a good idea, or I might ask Josh. Yeah. So what is all this for right now? Nothing. We're just is doing this, it. I just I don't want to have to remember to hit record later. So <laughs> we're recording right these, now. These are the pieces that you use for blackmail. My name is Josh Alvarez, and you're listening to episode 61 of Cinepunks. Cinepunks. Today we have our very special guest, Mr. Josh Goldblum. Hello. You may know Josh from such projects as The Awesome Fest. And stuff. Bruce Campbell Horror Film Fest. Yes. And you also did a documentary. What was the documentary that you did? Uh, uh, Wait. <laughs> you directed a documentary? Yeah. If it, you know what? It, it was so long ago, it, it tends to feel like the previous life, but it was called Heroin Town. Yes, Heroin Town. That was back in 2004. Holy shit. 2004, yeah. It's always worth mentioning because someone will find it and watch it, and I think that that's cool. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's pretty readily available. It yeah. used to be. It was you know Netflix and Amazon. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know when I'm in contract till with that. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I, there's quarterly payments that come in. <laughs> that range that range from like three dollars. Sure, that. sure. Every now and again, you get that one that's like 111. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I believe Fucking the Harvcore check's still payday, coming in man. from uh, Halo of Snakes at like 69 cent increments. <laughs> 69 cents. <laughs> it's like, oh, someone bought your Halo of Snakes record in Sweden. Here's 69 cents. <laughs> Here you go, Vince. <laughs> and you still cash it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a maniac, Josh. You do, you know take, I mean? do, do you cash it via the app, or do you actually like take it into a bank nah, for 69 I give, cents? I give it to Vince. Vince is the, the label guy. Once he recoups his losses, then we'll see the, the profits of that. Uh, I was going to say, you got to be signing those 69 cent checks over, because I know, I know Vince didn't make his money back on just the cost of no. vinyl alone. Yeah, definitely not. The 10-inch uh, <laughs> orange. Damn. Hello, Snakes record. On this very special episode, we are not just celebrating because Josh Goldblum is here. A guy who we've known for a long... I've known Josh for a long time. I think you've known Josh for a while. We've known you since the hardcore days, have we not? Yeah, we, we go back, Yeah, I suppose. Because like, I remember you from shows. Like back in the day shows. Well, and I think it's, this is... Can we name something else that people might know you from too, mm-hmm. if that's okay? No. Can, I, can I blow sure. you up a little bit? Oh, yeah. man. Does anyone remember a little video... From oh, Hellfest yeah. 2004, oh <laughs> documenting the bloodbath, you which guys. was not a bloodbath at all. <laughs> that was the Bad Luck 13, because one of the angles that you watched was from our man. Man, you guys Josh Goldblum. fucking research. <laughs> Holy hey, shit. Hey, man, it's not research. It's just part of folklore so, at this point. Uh, you know, funny story about that. 
I was uh, for years. Uh, Luke and I, uh, Luke from All Else Failed, we had a uh, a beach house sure. that we would get for like a week or two, and uh, Hellfest ran through our stay at the beach house. Yeah. So I showed up like we literally pulled ourselves off the fucking beach yes. to go to Hellfest. Yes. And I'm in sandals and yeah, fucking of shorts. Of course no, you are. Of so, course you are. And so, yeah, I went through like a weird sandals thing for a couple fucking years. Very I, I, deeply regretful. No, no, but let's be clear. Listen, it's it's comfort but, but is king, man. So like, if you are comfortable... No, no, no. Yeah. You were on the beach, though. I think <laughs> all that, I'm saying is this. When Guar played This Is Hardcore and they squirted the blood all over the place, there are a bunch of kids that were really worried that they're like... Internet purchased van sneakers were going to get fake blood yeah. on them. Their and Air, I respect Air Force sandals a little bit. Yeah. Look, I was on fucking vacation. <laughs> no, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I think at a level, when you say you're coming from the beach, the part that is interesting to me about this okay. is that you were coming from the beach to go see Bad Luck. <laughs> and if you had stopped in the parking lot to say, guys, I have to remove my beach wear <laughs> to put on a full Taekwondo outfit, that yeah. would have been appropriate. But uh-huh. instead... You got on stage at a Bad Luck 13 show yeah, in yeah. sandals. In fucking sandals. <laughs> and was even, that, how did that go you for you? Were you not afraid of barbed wire? You know did you uh, not know? Uh, who was, uh, I think like directly before Bad Luck was Fear Factory. <laughs> on the main stage? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. even know. It was in a gym. I've seen the video, so that's all I it know. Was, <laughs> it, was in, I, it, might, it was Fear Factory or it might have been Life of Agony. Wow. It was some sort of like larger act. And that was the moment where I realized, oh, fuck, I'm in sandals. <laughs> this isn't going to go well. No, pretty so then, brilliant. But, but pretty there was no way that, like, really... Pre- I, you go to enough bad luck shows, right? Like, I, you know, I, I kind of grew up, like, going to those shows with those guys. And, you know, I, I shot quite a few of them. You never really knew what to expect. And yeah. so, like, you know, there'd be, like, a string of fucking shows that were just cool, right? Like, uh-huh. nothing happened. Everybody's freaking out. But it's cool, right? Like, we're yeah. all getting fucking older. That shit just blew the fuck up. Yeah. Nobody. I remember. I remember getting to uh, to that gig and uh, oh, what the what, what the fuck was his name? Mike. Um, but you, you know, big ass Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike yeah, Mulqueen. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Mulqueen comes up and goes, "Yo, guys, I got a pig in the back of my fucking vehicle. It's just slaughtered. What do we do with it?" I'm like, "Oh, here we go. Oh my <laughs> here God. we go." So I'm I'm the camera on the stage. Yeah. In fucking sandals. Yeah. And, in in like. And like, and it's funny to see the other angles because I'm also in like an SOD hoodie, right? Wow. Exactly. With fucking sandals on, dude. That was the only reason I was able to pick because I was like, I know Josh told me he was on stage, but I can't pick him out in this shot. And then you had mentioned the SOD hoodie. I'm like, oh, well, there he is. Yeah. All right. Were you in bands too, Josh, or just? Uh... And no, never in bands. Never played. Never, never really. I picked up a couple instruments, but you know, I just realized. Sometimes you get to realize what you're good at and what you're not. I mean, I realized pretty I was, quickly. I haven't I realized yet, but I've been working on it. It's only Jesus been 20 Christ. years. I've, I was only ever in one band, and that was because they let me hold a mic. I, <laughs> playing an instrument was never going to be a thing for me in any any instrument for any kind of band. Like right. That was never going to work. Except the vocal instrument. So uh, we're going to move into our, our first segment. But first, but first, I just remembered uh, a quick word. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Our beautiful sponsors for all your screen printing needs. Yeah, and they'll be our sponsors for a while now. I haven't (laughs) done the math yet, but it's for a while. Uh, If you're like, well, how do I know Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations stuff? Have you bought a gloss shirt recently? Yeah. Or a slingshot slingshot Dakota shirt? Yeah. Or a... uh, Snowing? Iron Chic? Yeah. 
Uh, but more importantly, have you bought a Cinepunk shirt lately? If the answer to that is no, by the way, get on the fucking internet and buy a shirt. <laughs> but Lehigh Valley it's Apparel LVAC. Creations. LVAC.com, right? X, LVACX.com. Right. And I've made a commitment that every time I say the name of their website, I will remind everyone that Chris Reject is not straight edge. But the website is XLVAC.com. So, so hold on. X. I remember com. back in the day, like uh, maybe 2004, 2003, LVAC stood for Lehigh Valley Activities Club. Or, yes. And it they was were the rival the, crew to Easton's Clint's group. I don't oh, know what they were called. I just know that those dudes did the Pirate Cove. And yes. like Belgas played there like two or three times. Yes. And uh, I think I saw like Mastodon on there or something. Like, yes. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So, but why did they, why did they change... Like, oh, I guess Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations is his company now. We can cut that part out where I just became stupid. We'll just cut that right out there. That's fine. You're (laughs) skipping the most important part. The website, which you should go to and order shirts, is xlvacx.com. But keep in mind, Chris Reject is not straight edge. But he's our friend. He is our friend. And And they do amazing work, and they've been great with us. So (laughs) we're glad that they're sponsors. Uh, Yeah. So So whacking on track. We're going to do our special feature. Whacking on track. track, yes, still cool. After all the, after sixty episodes, it's still cool to me. Yo, someone offered to like make a bumper for that that says "Whacking on track." Yeah, but then I was like, but then that means we can't do it. Yeah, like, isn't it cooler that we do it and not play some recording? <laughs> Though it could be funny if it was like a theme song, like do 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 do. Whacking on track. Is it the Super Mario Brothers? I think it is. I think I literally was about to be like boo boo. It's like I don't know what you're talking about right now. That's totally weird. Do you really not know? No, I know what I know. You're talking about Liam. I didn't know if you played video games. I did. I assumed that as an Asian American, you had never played video games before. Damn it, man, Josh Josh Goldblum. I'm gonna do this all show so we know who's talking to who. Josh Goldblum. As our guest of honor, have you? Would you like to start or finish whacking on track? I think I'll I'll, I'll go for the finish. All, All right. right, you better not make it whack, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua Alvarez. Yes, Alvarez. I will tell you the whack and on track things that I have done recently. Um, I saw John Wick two. I saw Lego Batman, and I saw Get Out. And I'm assuming that all those were on track. All those were totally on track. Now, How was Lego Batman? I've heard, Lego Batman I've heard was super things. fun. I mean, it's um, it references every Batman movie all the way back to the 60s. Did you know that uh, Doug Benson he plays Bane, right? He does the the, <laughs> he voice, does of the Bane. voice of Dude, Bane. It's yeah. so funny. Jesus Christ! It is so hilarious, man. That's amazing. Like the whole thing is just really ridiculous. It's over the top. There's a Justice League dance party in there that's pretty funny. Oh, that sounds like good. it's just. A, it, did you see it, Josh? Or? I haven't seen it. No. Did, did, you, did you like the first Lego movie? I, you know what? I I couldn't get through it. No, the I'm not first a fan. Lego movie. Not a fan. Wow. Not a you know, fan. maybe maybe I wasn't in the right uh, frame of mind for it. Are, but. are you not into whimsy? Uh, I, I don't know what I'm into anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that that was your immediate go-to. Are you not into whimsy? Because <laughs> that's a do whimsical you have a bias <laughs> against whimsy. No, actually, that's true. Because we do have friends who, like, if you said it's whimsical, they would say, "No, oh, I'm not into that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like but, it. I thought it was funny. You you saw it. The the original Lego. The original Lego. Yeah, I would like to see Lego Batman. I will say Lego Batman is not as good as the original Lego movie, but it's still fun. If you're a Batman fan, it's okay. like the thing that you should see because it references everything, and it's really funny about everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Tell um, me about John Wick two, but not too much details, just in comparison to the original. <laughs> John Wick two in comparison to the original. If the question was, 
Is there a body count? Yes. The answer, unequivocally, is yes. <laughs> Dude, so many headshots in that movie. So many headshots. It's ridiculous. It's definitely a pornography of violence. I mean, if you like that, which I do. Hey, get down, baby. Sure. That's what it is. Sure. It's what it is. Sure. So um, if you like kind of like... Uh, they they don't do as much of the uh, legend building as they did in the first one, but it's still it's it's Keanu Reeves running through a bunch of dudes with guns. That's what it is. It's fine. It's a good time. You know. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and think about it. Yeah. Because you know, I got more things to do than that. But I mean, it's a good time. I've avoided any like thoughtful pieces about it because yeah. I'm worried that people are trying to like build it up too much. So then when I see it, I'll be like, Why did you tell me? To like think about this movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. Nothing about John Wick makes me go because the one time I tried to think about John Wick, my one <laughs> thought was, you know, that's a lot of dudes for one dog. Like that's a lot. <laughs> he kills a lot of gentlemen. A lot of I, now, granted, Russian gentlemen, which in today's current political climate, maybe we're more open to that idea. But uh-huh. um, it was a lot. And then when I said that on the internet, hey guys, he kills a lot of people. People were like deeply. Like, like hard effect. But he killed the dog. Yeah, they were like, "What the dog?" And I was like, "Okay, never mind, guys. I take it back. I take it back. My bad." Yeah, nah, it's fine. I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of like uh, the assassin stuff is focused on a little bit more, but you know, overall, it's a fine movie. I mean, okay. it's a good time. Um, you know, I haven't thought about it since I saw it. You know, but okay. it's cool. So uh, that was good. And then uh, what else did I see? I saw. Oh yeah, Get Out, which I don't want to talk about now because I believe. After you see it, you're going to want to do a whole episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I will say it is terrifying. As as dude, it was one of those. So there's a lot of like you know, it points to a lot of like you know, race issues and all this other stuff. But at its very core, what it is is a horror movie sure. that people who don't feel comfortable around other people will be terrified and identify with. Sure. And that masterful satire, funneling from a high like a horror core, amazingly and well executed. I'm excited. I loved that. it. I thought it was great. So, uh, yeah, I did that. Um, I played a basement show last week with a couple people in West Philadelphia, and it has, it's been a while since I did that. That was really fun. That's great. Um, other than that, everything is just pretty much normal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Anything all. whack? Whack? Um, oh, also on track, I saw Dave Hawes last night. Uh, his record release for Bury Me in Philly was at the Boot and Saddle, and that was a good time. And uh, my good friends and Jackie Thousand played, which is uh, Dave Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dave Walsh from uh, The Loved Ones, his new band, The Vapors, opened, and they were really good as well. So that was a good show. You know, good times. And Wax Stuff, um, nothing to report. Everything has been on track because life is dope <laughs> and I do dope shit. So, you know. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of that. It's, it's what it is. So my whacking on track, let me go ahead and say, and, you know, it's cool. Oh, wait. I just thought of a whack. Oh, go ahead. I saw We Are the Flesh. Oh, my and God. And fuck I- you. What I, the fuck, I, man? I like that movie. Yeah, you could have said something, though, that, hey, Josh, you know what? Maybe. I did say not something. Not a thing you should sub- subject yourself <laughs> no, to. No, if you will go you back. You were like, yo, this movie's so good. And no, no, no. This, like, you brother are, fucking in there. You, like, yo. You are. I watched that shit. I was like, the fuck is this shit yeah. right here, man? You are you are an asshole because anyone who's listened to the show will go back to the episode where we talked about this. And I literally said to you and Justin Lore, don't see this movie. You won't like this movie, but I love this movie. And both of you said on that episode, I will never see it. And then yeah. the day after we had that conversation, you said, you know what? I do kind of want to see We Are The Flash. And I was like, all right, man, it's your call. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. If you go back into the archives and dig that little soundbite up, that's okay. Uh I shouldn't have watched it. It was terrible. 
I love that movie. It bummed me out. So, did you see it, Josh? I have seen it. Yes. Did you like it? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I had a rough time with it, man. I, I don't know. It's a bit much. It was, I like it. It was I a like lot. It, it was fan. a lot. I I feel like me, like twenty five year old me, might have enjoyed it a whole lot more than thirty five year old me. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, it, here's the thing. I get. I have no issue with people disliking that movie, which is why I did not recommend it to you and Justin. But for whatever reason. Probably because I'm fucked up. I just you I liked really it? liked it. Yeah. I really liked you really it. Really liked it. I mean, I really liked it in the sense that it would never make it into my end of year list or you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was like top ten all time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, okay. It's like when you're at a show and it's like a mixed bill and there's that one band that's just like something weird, whether it's a guy with a ukulele or He's someone kind of just recording shit or whatever. Yeah. And like all your friends are like, that thing sucks. But you're like, I don't know. I thought it was all right. Like, that's how I feel about We Are The Flesh. Like, I should think it was stupid, but actually it ended. And I was like, no, I'm actually kind of into that. Surprisingly. Wow. But I didn't go and buy the record, so to speak. I wouldn't like be like, okay, now, now, now granted, where's my We Are The Flesh t-shirt? That well, thanks to, thanks to doing you know, promo stuff for Cinepunks. I now own a copy of We Are the Flesh, oh. but it's a promo copy, and I probably won't buy the retail version because I don't think I'm into it like that. But Fair enough. Fair whatever, enough. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So my turn now. Yeah. All right. So whack it on track. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I think most of you know. For those of you who don't know, I have a baby. Woo! Liam is a dad. Yeah. The last time we talked, thank we, God we, she got Susan's looks. <laughs> <laughs> she has your eyebrows, though. You're so good at dad jokes. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit the last time we recorded, but it's been a bit. And that's sort of why it's been a bit since we've done anything, because, you know, I was a little distracted with, you know, uh, being there for my wife as she gave birth. So that's a thing. So Maeve, yeah. Maeve Patricia Tyndall O'Donnell is the name Such of Such a beautiful girl. She is really the most beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm a little out of it because it turns out all those things new parents tell you that you think is bullshit, like, oh, you don't even know what it's like to be tired, and you, you have no idea what it's gonna, how little sleep you're going to get, and you go, yeah, whatever, stop whining, fucko. All those people are right, and I'm wrong. It really is exhausting. I really think Dude. like I could die right now, and it would be like <laughs> more rest than you've it had. Would be, and literally, the only reason not to is I would miss my daughter and my wife. Like other than that, it's like Josh can run Cinepunks without me. I'm going to bed. I'm Man. going to endless. Bed. How does it feel when you're like I, I, my daughter? When you say those words, you feel like it feels like I'm pretending. And when I when I am not with her, and I think about like I'm a dad and I have a daughter, and like I'm responsible for her, and we're, I'm going to be that person. Um, it feels like pretend. It feels yeah. like a lie. <laughs> like you're just playing dad. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And then, <laughs> But then when she's there, all those instincts. And I guess, so this is something I was actually thinking about a little bit on the way here too because I am a, let's say, youthful person. I would say that. Yeah. I would agree to that. Yeah, that's diplomatic. I mean, let's be honest. I think I give off a vibe that many people read as immature. And so a lot of people they I say, would disagree, like, but go on. I think I get that I get that back from people that they think of me as a goofball or immature or whatever. Yeah, it's not and like, so you're like stealing cars or like, you know. Well that's I don't know that criminality and immaturity are the same. It's thing. illegal, not immature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think I, I think I give off a little bit of that vibe. And so some people are like, Oh yeah, Liam, you'll be the best dad. And then other people are like, Oh, you had a kid? Like literally legitimately surprised. Really? Yeah, totally. Wow. But uh but for me, it's so funny, like when I'm with her. That disconnect, I don't feel that at all. I'm not like, how am I doing this? I'm just a fucking child. Like, yeah, it, it you're makes like, sense. this is just natural. Yeah, it's it totally, it totally clicks. I mean, granted, right now she just sleeps, eats, and 
poops. Like it's not like <laughs> I don't have to like say important things or it's like I have to shake her or not shake. I have to like <laughs> not shake her is what you yeah. do. But what I mean is like 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 she's upset, so I either have to like you know sort of soothe her or mm-hmm. amuse her or bring her to her yeah. mom for food. You don't have to tell her, her not to do drugs. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So at know, this point, I think I'm mean, in the easy phase, so to speak. <laughs> right. I mean, other than the lack of sleep, which right, is like right, a thing. Right, 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 um, As far as... Uh, Me and Melani visited the baby already, and I told Liam, I'm not holding her until she's at least three years old. Yeah, he refuses to touch her. Because, dude, it's I'm scary, a fucking... Right? Dude, I'm a trash fire when it comes to little children. That's what it is. My nephew, when he was born, he hit his head twice when I was holding him on. Like, I was standing by pillows. You know what I mean? Nothing that he could hit his head on. Hit his head twice. My fault. Not doing it to your child. I I, I legitimately can't remember the last time I ever held a baby. Yeah. <laughs> ever. You live a charmed ever. life, sir. It's, it's quite possible. <laughs> in life, in all 35 years, I've never that picked up a baby. you never cradled the newborn. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah, you, you haven't come over for movie night. Oh, <laughs> Josh is going to make the trip up to East End and be like, yeah. movie night! I'll be like, all right, hold my baby. Like, Wait, hell no. no I'll no, see you in three years. I'm here for yeah. movie night. <laughs> Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only thing that I can really lift up is like a, a thing other than the beautiful birth of my child that i can say is uh cool is i finally got to see the girl with all the gifts oh i haven't Mm. seen it yet did you see it josh i have not seen it no um here's the thing i think uh i watching it i was in all the way i thought it was great uh as i thought about it after it was over i realized that like on the level of the filmmaking, it's a little loose Mm -hmm. It, it it sort of feels like it's it feels like what it is which is a movie based off a book Right, and so it's hard for them to get all the stuff from the book. There's more nuance in the book, and the movie's a little bit light on some of the character development. But I was still sold because the story's really good, even though not all the character stuff is there. The idea of the story and the way it ends is amazing. Yeah, and the young lady who's in it, who plays the main character, is unbelievable. So mm. um, I don't want to go into too much because I I also already talked about it on Hard Business, but. Uh, it's fun. It's not scary, scary, but it has a few visceral moments. Yeah. But I think it, it for me, functions actually, funny enough, more like a sci-fi film in that it's like a different way. It's technically, a, it's technically like the British version of a zombie movie, like a 28 weeks later or something like that. But it's more dystopian. The mm-hmm. world has been over for longer, and it, so like it, a children of men vibe, like that kind of. Yeah, even far beyond that, you really oh. pretty pr- about midway through the film, you get the feeling of like, oh, these people are living in a dream world, like <laughs> they've already lost. <laughs> uh, but the take on what is actually happening to people, they yeah. don't say no. There's no actual use of the word zombie or anything like that. It's like what's happening to people is different than anything i'd seen before Mm -hmm. and then the way it works out with the um main character is unique so i don't want to ruin that for anyone i'll just say it's pretty cool so check it out okay Uh, other than that i've just been watching i mean i've been watching a lot of movies with the baby because she'll be asleep and i'll watch stuff Mm -hmm. but it's mostly older stuff i haven't caught a lot of new stuff Uh, i I come to the realization i've never seen the movie the stuff today I was thinking about that because I was. Uh, you haven't seen. I've, the I've never I, seen the stuff. Sometimes you say things. Like, yeah, no, so there are mad. movies. I like get the like way... next level mad. <laughs> That's a, like, yeah, I've never like, seen the so stuff. So angry. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> it, the, like it, it's literally like you, it, it would be like if you just sat down and just one day we're talking. And you're just like, you know, I've never listened to the Chromex before. <laughs> like, I've never even put it on. <laughs> I've never even thought about listening to it. What do you mean? You've been I, at this is hardcore where they played. Yeah, I walked out. I've never heard of no. <laughs> Crow who? Know. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah John who? I don't. 
<laughs> yeah, for some reason, I've never seen the stuff, and I was flicking through some movies, like, and I saw it come up, and I was like, you know, I've never seen that movie. Did you watch it? No, I didn't. I, you should I, watch it. I was busy today, so I, I had the thing on. I was watching the thing again because I love that fucking movie. So, uh, oh, uh, always rewatchable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a bummer. It's not like a fun rewatch. No, but, but it's. it's after I'm never whole, watching it like, oh, this is boring. After the whole John Carpenter eyeball thing that came out, the cinematographer with the sure, eyes and the thing, sure, like sure, when sure. you watch it now, it's a whole different experience because yeah, you're yeah. like, holy shit, dude, this movie's so dope. So, <laughs> so, so dope. But yeah. All right. So, the the time for delaying has ended. Goldblum. So this is whacking on track. Yes. Yeah, on track. Whack being whack. good. No. Oh, no, whack, track. whack. Sorry. How did you just get <laughs> your own thing wrong? I was just thinking about the thing. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good movie. I was thinking about it right now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, so whack is bad. Like, man, that's whack. Right. And on track is good. So yeah. I guess I'll start on track then. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I guess on track for me, uh, I got to see Run the Jewels uh, in Miami. In Miami? In Miami. I'm a big fan. Yeah. What is it like seeing a hip-hop show like Run the Jewels in Miami? I, I guess it's kind of like seeing a hip-hop show here in Philadelphia. Is it just, anything... warmer. <laughs> is it anything at all like that movie with James Franco where he plays uh, the rapper? Oh, Spring Breakers. What? Spring Breakers. Uh, the no, Harmony Creed. Yeah, when you, when you say, I saw Run the Jewels in Miami, I'm like, so is half the crowd in just like <laughs> fogs? Like everyone's <laughs> on a beach. Is, is the a, other half like cornrows? I don't, like, even, I, don't even, I don't even think modern bikinis. Like immediately I'm picturing like Spring Break 92, like women in just a V. It was on, you know? it was on Little Wayne's boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, ridiculous. Uh, so it was good. Uh, yeah, it was. I, it was. It was incredible. Yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think Miami really added anything to the show. I think it's actually like the one show on their tour that they didn't sell out. Um, but yeah, it's. It's. It was. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, I missed it. I missed the show here in Philly, so I just. I just happened to be in town uh, while they were playing. And so I couldn't couldn't miss that. I love it when that works out when you're on vacation or you're visiting a place and then there just happens to be a show that you would go to anyway. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. like that vibe. It's pretty funny when it happens. Yeah, yeah. it's happened to me in Austin a couple times. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, they're like, I mean, they're fucking everything to me right yeah. now. That band's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It feels like like listening to their records feels like the first time I picked up like a Public Enemy record where you know in yeah. like 20, 30 years this record's going to be just as important if not more than it is right now, right? Like it's are you are you into them? I've never heard them. Give it the, it's, Let's not have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, Liam is upset by the fact that my knowledge and uh, uh, affinity for hip hop ends at the year two thousand. You are being fucking generous when you say two thousand. I am being your, fucking your generous. Actual, when I say your actual taste yeah. ends at nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Okay. So like, like, like Mob Deep. I'm talking like uh, Moment of Truth, Gangstar era. Like, I mean, up until that point, I, uh-huh. like all the hip hop that I loved, I loved, loved, loved. I went to more hip hop shows and hardcore shows. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw Gangstar at the Limelight. You know what I yeah. mean? With MOP and Afu Ra. Yeah. Like all that shit. And then, and you liked a lot of stuff like Alcoholics. Yeah, and, I liked uh, the licks. I liked um, uh, De La a lot. Far Side. Yeah. yeah, Far Side was good. I saw I saw Far Side open up for Corn of all fucking <laughs> bands. <laughs> Uh, and by the way, I was there for Far Side. Yo, I was about I was about to tell you I was at that show, but uh-huh. then I wasn't. I was at when the show when Far Side opened up for 311. Related oh. note, why did Far Side keep opening up for the worst <laughs> new ball metal, metal shit? Yes. I went so I went to see uh I bought tickets for Biohazard, 
when they opened for Insane Clown Posse. Oh god damn it. Maybe the worst the worst fucking it was like it was Coal Chamber, Biohazard, and I think that band twisted. Oh. And then and then uh, uh wow. Insane Clown Posse. And yeah, I, I bailed Dude. way way before i remember when do you remember when h2o was played in replacement for it was like the ruts or like something like that it was a show and coal chamber was one of the opening bands and then h2o jumped on the show is that the truck so it was like right at the height of the whole stack house thing so like coal chamber played and there were tons of red jerseys at the show and it's all just like lots of fighting (laughs) then h2o played and then we all left (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like the weirdest night ever. Those crazy pills used to be the fucking best. Oh my Super God. ridiculous. It was like they pulled bands out of a hat. Yeah. So Josh won't listen to Run the Jewels. Well, here's here's the thing. I mean, I, it's, it's not that I won't listen. No, actually, that's, that's you know, false. It's, I wouldn't. It's, it's yeah. few and far between, and I, and I wish I listened to it more, but it, it's few and far between that I will listen to like a hip-hop act. Yeah. It's just not on my radar, right? Like right. the people I hang out with, like my circuit, it just doesn't come up. Like I, I don't know what bands are cool, but... I don't even remember where I was when I first yeah. heard Run the Jewels. But yeah. like, well, were you like a CoFlow fan? Did you like Company Flow and like all that other stuff? I, I, De La Soul, Public Enemy. I, I, my my hip hop is limited to like eighties, right. late eighties, <laughs> right. fucking yeah. like L- the fun Cool stuff. J Radio. Yeah. I hear you, but Josh, you went to a lot of Philly Eric stuff. Like you were you were like a Last Emperor fan. Yeah, no, Mountain I went Brothers, to the Method Monday shows. Like yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. all like I saw all those dudes like. Or I saw Dell. I realized. Saw I realized. Like, I knew some of that stuff because a friend of mine was into it. Yeah. But the only reason I got back into hip hop was actually uh, Aesop Rock's float. Hmm. It was partly before that. It was the roots. Yeah. Uh, you know, things fall apart. Yeah. But what actually made me realize I could like get into it m- even more mm-hmm. was that like backpack rap deaf junk shit yeah. so like the thing that i think i find exciting about run the jewels even though i didn't actually like any of lp's solo material really mm. uh his work him bringing his vibe to an mc like killer mike who has more of a traditional sort of like uh i wouldn't say mainstream but more he's mainstream more than a, lp is he's got like a boom bap kind of thing to him He's good though, man. Like, oh, yeah. he's so fucking good. I don't. I, mean, I don't mean boom bap as a negative. As yeah, a yeah, yeah. No, so, I'm saying like I think yeah. that I think and, that's true. But there's also a little bit of a southern thing going on there, which mm-hmm. I don't always love. But I think I like Killer Mike. It's it's funny. We were talking about it on the ride up, and it's it's it feels like it's like generational chemistry. Yes, the way that those guys work together. Yes, but it, it hits you like a fucking rock, man. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 hip hop, but it does it does kind of feel like rock and roll. Yeah, in the sense of the it's there's heavy. an energy there yeah. and it's intense and it's like, super political. And, yeah, it's funny too. They even have on the new record. There's a song where LP's like, "Yo, we started this because I was bored. I wanted to make money and I wanted to remind people that I was good at this. And now, three albums in, and we have a voice, we have a purpose, and we have a mission. Like yeah. it's like it's like literally like." He did some production on Killer Mike's last record, and they were like, we should do a thing together. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I mean, not that they are, I I don't want to limit them in saying they're a political group, because that's not like the only reason they're a group, but like, they have a voice at a time when a lot of artists still don't. Even in this environment, there are plenty of artists who are just like, meh. I just do music. Yeah. Uh, What do I care? Whatever. Yeah. I'm here for my life. I feel like Bruno Mars is one of those. Don't you fucking (laughs) bring up Bruno Mars right now. (laughs) I'm just saying is all. 24 karat magic is so good. 
It's so fucking good. <laughs> oh, man. Josh is mad at me Ooh. that I like. The I'm not mad at it. I'm just I'm, saying. Both Joshes are mad at you. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Whatever. No, I get it. You guys hate fun. Yeah, well, you know. This is I just this. Does it get any more apolitical than uh, Bruno Mars? Not yeah. quite this sure. Is, this really. is just about Josh <laughs> hating successful Filipinos. That's what this Half is about. Filipinos, man. Just saying. Just saying. Um, <laughs> I, think I was going to look at Josh right now and be like, why do you hate successful Filipinos, Josh? Because that would have been really funny if I did that, but I didn't. No, that would have been. That actually would have been good. Uh, this is as good a transition time no, as No, wait. Any. Josh isn't done, man. With what? Whacking on track. Oh, shit. Yeah, we interrupted your shit. Guess, We're I the guess, worst. I guess I got to find my whack. Uh, if you have one, you don't have to have one. I, 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 you know what? There's so many movies that Netflix for me, like I'm, I'm ADD to begin with. Sure. And so like, it just appeals to like the inner worst in yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like every, every fucking movie, if I watch it on Netflix, I automatically hate it. Really? I can't, it's so, it's near impossible for me to get, get tired so of like, it or? I, I well, I mean, so what's your process for picking a movie out of Netflix? So I don't, I don't have cable. Right. right, so no cable box. I'm I'm HBO Go. I'm Netflix, and I'm Shutter. Right, and yeah. it's it's and I love Shutter. The app's great, but it's it's rare. Like I, the last movie I watched on Shutter was the uh, the mashup between The Ring, the and Grudge. Oh, and, I didn't get to watch that. Yeah, yet. I made it like forty five minutes into it. No, yeah. it's like ah, I'm you done. just can't I'm do out. it, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's no uh, shit. I'm because there's too much, right? Like there's yeah. so much in front of me. Yeah, it feels like if, if I'm not captivated within like 10, 15 minutes. I'm on to the next one, right. or or like it, sometimes at night because I just deal with movie stuff all day every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I just want to turn the lights off. It sounds so depressing, and just put on a fucking record. Yeah, no, and just sit there quiet. Respect. No, yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, if if I was watching movies or involved with movies more on a professional level, I could definitely see myself like I'm going to put music on and read right now because I need yeah. to not think about that. Yeah, you know, as it is, I'm like struggling to get to movies, so I think I, it has a little bit more of attraction for me. Yeah, but you I know relish like, it more because your time is more limited and precious. But I'll so. tell you, like, what when I'm at Fantastic Fest and I'm watching like a fuckload of movies, mm-hmm. I get more reading done then. <laughs> yeah, because I'll be like, yo, I need a break, and I'll bust out a book well, then, and I'll read, and I can focus because all I've been doing is watching movies. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the beauty of you know? Getting getting into like a marathon of those types of movies at Fantastic Fest. Right. There's not that many places that I can do that. That's but, true. I mean, that's I mean, that's the ultimate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I gotta go. I've never been. I you gotta go. go to yeah, Fantastic we're talking Fest. about going as like a Cinepunks thing, like a team team move. It's just hard. It's. It, I think this was probably a good would be a good year to do it, but it's hard for me to be away with the baby. Mm. Like that, yeah. So. Yeah. I get it. I think Look, maybe next year. Hey, be there's better. babies there. People bring their babies. No, I know. If I thought Sue's Austin seems a pretty baby friendly town. Yeah. No, I mean, if I felt like... Here's the thing, though. If me and Suze went, then it w- we'd have to split our time very creatively because she wouldn't come and be like, okay, now you go see movies and I'll hold the baby. Fuck that. She would be she like... She wants to see all, all these right, movies, too. All right, well, you go to a movie and then you come get the baby and I'll Do go to a movie. Do you remember uh, Fede Alvarez brought his baby uh, yeah, that's to true. our festival? That's true. Yeah. Fede Alvarez. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't bring the baby into the theater. Right, right, right. right <laughs> we right. thought we thought that was a possibility. Yeah. Remember, we were like, how do we treat this? Yeah. What do we do? What's going on right now? Can, yeah, can, yeah, we bring, yeah. can we bring the newborn to the festival? Well, yeah, but not into the festival. <laughs> how, do we, how do we approach that? So this is probably as good a time as any to make the transition to, Josh, you're a programmer. Like you, you do something. Yeah, dude. So you create, you create. Okay. Not only do you work, not only have you worked mm-hmm. choosing movies for people's events, you've now created at least three that I know of uh, events 
that then hosted films that you also programmed. Mm-hmm. Like that's there are people listening to this podcast, probably listen to other podcasts too, if they're assholes, <laughs> <laughs> who only dream of doing something like that. So well, here's the thing. So Cinepunks as an entity has sponsored or programmed two or three things now. Yeah. Tell them about the, yeah. Well, the, two of them were, were pretty crass, like terrible. Like didn't yeah. no one came out. But the one that we did for the Sandelphia Film Fest turned out pretty well. But as putting it together, it was one of the more stressful things I've done because you're trying to get stuff in front of people that they've not seen before. So, like, how do you go about doing that kind of thing? Like, when you're looking for movies, like, what do you talk to filmmakers directly, or is there like some type of like agency that you go through? Like, how do you do that, man? That's like difficult as shit. Uh, you know, I, I try to create the design in my head, right? Like, mm. I, I do become pretty obsessive compulsive over it and for me it's stepping just kind of stepping out you know away from myself and just kind kind of seeing it like outside of the body like what does this look like as a whole mm-hmm. in regards to like how, how how do i get to some of the movies uh sometimes when you, when you get started in it right before you have the connections where you're able to actually go to the distributor or the producers mm-hmm. um it, sometimes you feel like you're a private investigator right yeah. it's like how yeah. the fuck do I find this goddamn movie? Yeah, and so I mean, obviously there's tools like IMDb Pro, yeah, which mm-hmm. which gives you you know. I literally almost signed up for that just for my job because I was trying to book stuff for the college. Oh. so it shouldn't even be hard. I'm not looking for a or you know you're looking for stuff that like just came out or isn't even really out at all mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm trying to find a movie that's established. I'm like, how is there no fucking information about this movie <laughs> yeah. anywhere? And it, I, I eventually found it without paying for IMDb Pro, but I came this close to being like. I just need to do IMDb Pro, man. Fuck this shit. <laughs> IMDb, it's, it's funny because like it's 20 bucks a month, right? And so there's mm. probably like 11 months out of the year I don't fucking use sure, IMDb sure. Pro. And then you see it when you look at like your card statements and you just see that fucking twice. It's like, why, why yeah. am I still, like, why don't I just sign up for it for the one month out of the year that I fucking use it? No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you would just have so many emails though. Yeah. It would be like Josh Goldblum four at Gmail. Josh Goldblum five at Gmail. You know, it, it, it's funny like there's certain people like filmmakers that I'll try to get to directly where I just have to try to figure out what their email address might be right Whoa. so it's like you just kind of make it up like four or five times thinking like okay it's gonna be uh, you know George Romero right George uh, and this isn't his I don't know what his email address is <laughs> but George.Romero at Gmail and does it get sent back to you if it gets yeah. sent back to you maybe George Romero at Gmail G wow. Romero so I've, I, I, You've I've, done that. I, I've totally done that. Holy yeah. shit! Has yeah. it worked? It has worked. Yeah. Oh, well, I once lo- I love. I mean, that. but it, but it's more it's it's more for like distributors or like studios, right? Like you find out who the person is that you need to speak to, and yeah. then maybe you can find. So most companies, right? Like they, they they use the same format for addresses. So if if somebody's email address, like if my email address is Jay Goldblum, then the person that I'm looking for is probably going to have that same format. So it's going to be the first letter of their name and their last name at that company. Right. So, yeah, it, it's it's kind of whatever it takes to get to the person that you need to speak to. Yeah, it's funny. Amazing. It, it is funny, though, because, like, the levels of difference, like, when, when we've done stuff or when I did stuff for the college trying to get movies, some things are ridiculously easy. Like, there was a movie I was interested in, and the director has his own website, and then he has a contact me thing, and I'm like... This is there's no way he's the guy I need to talk to. There's got to be a company, but I'll just email him and see if he'll be willing to help me. Nope, he's the guy. And he's like, all right, it'll be this much. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, cool. 
we'll send you a Blu-ray. <laughs> and I'm like, so all right, that, that was <laughs> that's awesome. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get a movie that's like, it, it it's like on Netflix. You know, it's like yeah. a bigger level movie, and it's a professional company that works with colleges all the time. And I cannot find on the. I finally had to Google college the name of this film company you know <laughs> licenses and then hidden somewhere on this giant website is like oh it's just this guy and then i emailed him and it was great he yeah. was great to work with but it was like it, i literally had to just google search because the website impossible to navigate like i'm clicking wow. everything i'm looking at i'm like nothing what do showing i gotta up that do you need. i just yeah. don't yeah. want to get sued man that's all i'm trying <laughs> to do here uh, i just don't want to get sued <laughs> That's brutal, man. I mean, sometimes you get a bag for it, right? Yeah. Like right. When, when 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 you're successful as a programmer, as a, as a festival, things tend to become a little bit easier if you if you have like a brand value. And you're established or, and everything. Yeah, I, but it's never. If you're reaching out to somebody that you don't know, right? It's always just kind of trying to establish that relationship and saying, "Hey, here's what we're aiming to do. Can we have a conversation?" I'm a lot better over the phone than I am via email. Emails yeah. drive me the fucking nuts <laughs> i'm aware <laughs> so but uh, for the listeners that don't know liam worked on the bruce campbell film yeah. festival with josh it's true well, and so, so and you remember too like we couldn't we gave fred decker an award this year yeah. and we could not fucking get to fred decker and oh his, his so the only person that was attached to his imdb pro page was like his convention agent and his oh. convention agent would just not fucking listen to no. us. And it was like, his convention agent was like, yo, we haven't booked it like a convention a month after. And so it's going to be a conflict of interest. And it's like, well, fuck you, dude. Like, wow. we're, trying to, we're trying to give the guy an award here. Yeah. Like, yeah. send him the message, right? Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. Just, he just wouldn't send the message. And the conversations get a little bit ugly for a minute. And uh, we just had to, you know, regroup and be like, how are we going to get to Fred Decker? And so we went to um, uh, Joe Lynch, uh, who's also a filmmaker, yeah. who did like Wrong Turn 2. Yeah. He's, oh. he's got a pretty po- uh, movie crip podcast, yeah. and I believe he had Fred Decker on and just DM'd him. And Joe was like, oh, yeah, yeah, here's his email address. Cool. <laughs> and that's, so, that's a great situation, too, because he was so nice when, when we finally got he's him. He's the best. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I, sometimes, sometimes it is best. Some of these people have so many people that are around them that have their own interests. Yeah. It's it, sometimes it's good just to go directly to the source, right? Right. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's uh, if you want something, you just you just go and chase it. I mean, you just it, it's easy to hear no, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's better to just hear no because you know, okay, just give we, up. Yeah. And yeah. Keep moving. All right, let's move on. Yeah. But I love the programming that you've done. Like I saw Deathgasm because of you. I saw Turbo Kid because of you. Roar. Like mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite movies of that year. And it's all because of you, man. We saw him in the park. That shit was awesome. Well, that's that's kind of the fun of it too. Is you know we're gonna take these movies and show them in like that's the easy pitch. We're yeah. gonna take these R NC seventeen rated movies and we're gonna show them in a fucking public park that was outdoors yeah. on a forty foot screen. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's great, uh, man. It I'm, so I'm also fun. picturing some of the movies that you've done for Bruce Campbell. If they had been Awesome Fest movies, mm-hmm. how on like. Could you show the Greasy Strangler in public? I, yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, we, we showed we showed Deathgasm, right? There's like a, no, that's true. There's, yeah, that, that is true. brutal. Yeah, 
It was a good time though. Or, or turbo, turbo Kid. Turbo Kid yeah. was so violent. I Wonderful. Mean, D- Deathgasm has. I remember uh, my ex girlfriend at the time was like, she said to me when we watched that movie together, she was like, "If you screen that movie outdoors, like I, I just don't know what I'm going to think of you after that." <laughs> I, I don't like. I, but she was. It, it wasn't a joke. She was serious. Like don't she was legitimately don't, judging like, you. Don't on this. screen that fucking movie outdoors. Wow. Well, and that's what I do. I'm like, well, I got to scrape it outdoors. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I had a great night that night. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, hey. is it more offensive to screen Deathgasm outdoors or Howard the Duck? I mean, really, which is more offensive at sort <laughs> yeah. of a base level? Dude, who knows? Like, so we I, funny Howard the Duck story. I ordered uh, uh, German Blu-ray because there's no like at the time. I don't know if there is. Today, I, I still don't know if there is a. Blu-ray I, I don't think it's out on Blu-ray in the U.S. <laughs> so we, we ordered. We ordered. The Why ger- are we to wait? Wait! 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 Am I sitting here with two Howard the Duck fans? Yeah, yeah. Is well, that we, what you're telling me right now? You know, it's funny. We we did the uh, that officially summer- no, <laughs> unofficially yes. Look, if you're doing 50 movies from the 1980s outdoors, Howard the Duck might just have to be one of them, right? It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, is it? I was, yeah. you know, I, uh, you, you know, Josh, you're older than me. I'm just saying, if I shouldn't you, have had to learn about what a condom was from Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! There, there, who's there's Chris <laughs> Cummins? Do you know Chris? Cummins? Yes, yes. He's like a Howard the Duck aficionado. That yeah. dude. When we announced that we were doing Howard the Duck outdoors, he was like, "Yo, I am the biggest Howard the Duck fan of all time. Can I come out and do the introduction to the movie?" I'm like, "Yeah, the mic's yours, man. Whatever, wow, whatever you want to do." I gave like a 45 minute <laughs> speech. He brought out like comic books. I'm like, "Yo, Chris, like we just we got to play the fucking movie." No, he started talking, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get some dinner." <laughs> Wow. I went to the Thai place. Yo, but <laughs> it takes forever. By the funny, time I got back, the movie had just started. I'm yo, like, oh, I didn't miss anything. But funny story. Thank God he talked for so long because the German Blu-ray didn't work on our non-region fucking oh, Blu-ray player. Oh, wow. So luckily, somebody in the audience had a Howard the Duck DVD that lived like a block away from the park <gasps> that we were screening it. And he ran home. Otherwise, we didn't have a movie to show. <laughs> Holy shit. Can you imagine if we were showing Howard the Duck? And then <laughs> 45 minutes. After the intro. introduction, we're like, oh, yeah, we don't have the movie anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, this is this is a thing though that people don't realize that like part of film exhibition is dumbass fucking format issues. Like yeah. everyone thinks about all the work that goes into making a movie. And then they might even, if they're smart, think about all the work that goes into distributing a movie. But then when you're just going to fucking show this thing, mm-hmm. you don't always have the option of getting the format you want. The theater doesn't necessarily have what you the need equipment for it to, to work show right. It. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, even just like being at a college now, they mm-hmm. just built this nice theater at the school. They put in a fucking Dolby system, right? But then all they have is like the smart classroom Blu-ray player. Oh. And I'm like... Y'all can spring for a DCP, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like make the room slightly less nice, get a DCP. But they just yeah. didn't. So it's like sometimes when they play video in there over the internet, yeah, the internet video is not going to work with the fucking Dolby in there, so and so it sounds all... it sounds so bad. And wow. they, the, the teachers who are in there doing it, like I don't know why this. What do I do? How do I fix it? And I go, uh, you can't come up with a with a few <laughs> thou to get that fucking other thing, man. Yeah. This is going to work for you. So something will. I mean, especially when you're doing like a larger festival and you have, you know, 100, 125 movies, maybe something yeah. bound, something's oh, yeah, bound yeah, to yeah, go yeah. wrong. To go awry, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no matter how much planning you do, right? Like even at Bruce Campbell Fest, when we did, the, sure. uh, do you remember uh, we did Cannibal Holocaust? 
Right. And uh, we had a 35 millimeter print. And whoever had the print before us uh, fucked the print up. So no shit. When it when it got to uh, when it got to the theater, they were terrified of like actually putting it on the reel and doing more damage to it because they think there's only like one or two 35 millimeter prints of Cannibal Holocaust. Right. So then it's so we're a day before the show and it's like, uh, what do we do now? And inevitably there's someone... And Eli Roth is introducing the film. And not only that, there's inevitably someone too who like saw that you were going to do it on film. This is the the only thing is like audiences aren't always forgiving. Like you remember when we used to go to a punk show, you want the you want the PA to work, yeah. But if you got right. there and something was wrong with the PA, you're like, well, that's life. That's yeah, how shows go. Carry on. We all know but the like, words, so it's fine. no one at the film festival when you say like, oh, sorry, the print was fucked. And not no one. Most people are chill, but there's always someone who's like, yeah. you're like, yo, bro. Well, no, but we were that pre- we were those people too for film society stuff. That's true. I mean, like, oh, dude. They, when they filmed Europa and they didn't have the subtitles. I brought that up. That recently. was just fucking stupid. Yeah, that it was just, just like, well, what do you want mistake. me to do? What do you, what am I supposed to do now? I I was at uh, uh, what was the, the Duplass movie? Uh, John was it John who lives at home? Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Big, and it was cut off at the top. No no no. Big, were you at that screening? Yeah yeah Did, yeah, yeah. Were yeah. you at the screening where uh, Peter Berg was in town that festival and they were doing Varsity Blues? Yeah. Whoever was changing over the reels for uh, it was like a thirty five millimeter print. They they put in Varsity Blues, so oh. it went it went from John who lives at home and the yeah. Duplass brothers are there right into fucking uh, uh, Varsity Blues. Okay, in the wait in the middle of the movie in the middle of the movie, yeah. They, they somehow shit. they changed the wrong reel. Okay, but were you at the screening where they did the same thing during Melancholia? No, <laughs> at the Prince. And it what was from- the movie that they switched to? Some bullshit. I don't even know what it was, but I was like, "How do you fuck this up, man?" Yeah, like, man. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. we could spend the rest of this episode talking about that, but I think now might be a good time to transition to our topic tonight, which is uh, we uh, have. Decided- How did we come to this topic of Ken Russell movies? How did that happen? I, that was on you, right? Was it you me? chose it? We no, we put out a list of things. And oh you, yeah, 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 yeah. You were just like Ken Russell. We were so stoked on Brain Scan. I like, wanted Brain We were scan. on the phone. Oh, why didn't you say that then? Because I. Wanted Watch three Ken Russell movies. Liam, I, Liam goes to me. He's like, "Don't let Josh roll all over you like that." I like, literally I, said that to him, and well, he was yeah. like, "It's fine, dude." If you want to see, okay, now see, I'm an easy going dude, easy breezy baby. If you want to watch Brain Scan, Primus is no. on the soundtrack. I would have been okay with that. No, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the We're thing. gonna do Brain Scan. I I I pitched it to Justin for horror business, so we can say right now. At some point, we're doing horror business. Justin flipped out because he loves Brain Scan, so <laughs> that'll be great. But you, you've never seen any Ken Russell movies. I've never seen The Devils, s- and that was a lot of people were talking about The Devils. Yes. Like our friend of the podcast, Sam Deegan, was talking about how much he likes that movie. Yeah, and like I was like, I don't know what the fuck this movie is. And then all the stills that I've seen of it are like nuns doing back back arches and yep, yep. the fuck is that shit, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yo, what's this shit about? I got so we're, we're talking about Ken Russell films. I again, I, I suggested it as one of the options because I knew that Josh loved the Devils, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to watch some other Ken Russell movies and then mm-hmm. talk about them. But the one I wanted to watch, so I all the <laughs> ones that we watched, I've seen before. I started watching Women in Love. So I wanted us to do that one just because uh, I hadn't seen it before. Right. And then it was like impossible to find. So then I was like, okay, let's do three that we can actually watch. Right, right, So right. we're doing, so 
I mean, it, it, the, it'll be in the title, so you know what we're talking about. But we're talking about <laughs> the, the Devils, uh, Lair the White Worm, Lair the White Worm, and, and Crimes of Passion. Passion. Now, Josh, I got the feeling that you did not enjoy this as a film experiment. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I, I really liked. Um, I really liked the Devils. I didn't know that Derek Jarman did the uh, set production for that movie. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, it's awesome. It's beautiful. I didn't realize. Uh, I just I, watching Oliver Reed. I'd never seen too many Oliver Reed movies. So, like, except for Venom from uh, the Cinepunk sure. Thriller in Bush Killer. But um, this one was a pretty amazing movie with him in there. So, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then we're going to get to and it. And then we're going to come back and talk about Ken Russell films. Ken Russell movies. Stick with us after the break. I apologize. I We're back. So the topic of today's episode was Ken Russell movies. Uh, apparently, I picked it, which is cool. Which is cool because my my choices steamroll all of you. Had you seen any of his films before <laughs> this? No, I've never seen any. I've s- never seen Lair of the White Worm. I've never seen anything. Mm-hmm. I might have seen a Ken, Ken Russell movie. That did you see uh, Tommy? The Who's Tommy? I did. Yeah, I did. That's a Ken Russell movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. I mean, but do I really? I mean, I, I can't remember anything about it. I actually 100% cannot remember a single thing about Tommy. I just remember the, Tommy, can you hear me? That shit. And that's it, though. I I have positive... pinball wizard. I have very positive memories of the movie. Mm -hmm. I recently saw a stage production of Tommy and decided it's the worst thing I've ever watched (laughs) in my life. I recently was like six years ago, but I remember going like, oh, yeah, Tommy, this shit's sick. And I'm watching it like, why is this This shit is not sick. It's so fucking bad. So, what is your what is your relationship to Ken Russell movies? Well, you well, no, 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 you definitely know one for sure because we've talked about it. Altered States, Altered States, yes, I did see, and that is some wild ass shit too. I mean, but I've also only recently saw that. Like, I saw that like in the past two months or so. One hundred percent. I I had not identified Tommy as a Ken Russell movie, right? But I knew Ken Russell's name as the guy who did Altered States. Altered States sure. is a movie that, even though I think 
rewatching it, I don't actually enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Altered States had a huge impact on me as a kid. And I think about it all the time. In fact, mm-hmm. I think one of the ways I understand a certain genre of movie is like movies that are like altered states. Right. Like wow. movies that are like weirdly psychological slash ESP slash whatever the fuck is yeah. going on in that movie. So what other movie would you put in that category? That's like good, uh, from beyond maybe or well um, I, I think i would have as a kid 100 percent done that i think now from beyond i'm struck more by the lovecraftianness of right, it and right. plus the whole empire pictures but at the time i didn't know anything about that shit mm. i would have put that in there i probably would have put uh the brood in there to uh, okay extent. okay or even scanners though it's different because it's more sci-fi but you know mm. what i mean like yeah and i don't know that i would put a lot of other movies in there it's just it again something about Altered States had an impact on me where some of the images in it and some mm-hmm. of the, it really affected so me. So more movies like Liquid Sky or... Uh... I didn't see Liquid Sky until much later. Right. Oh. Yeah, so like... I, I think the first time I saw Liquid Sky was when it played Philomoka with the live track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyways, all that is to say, I knew Ken Russell's name because I knew him as the guy who did Altered States and I knew he did other movies that people would talk about like mm. The Devils, like yeah. Crimes of Passion, like Lair of the White Worm. But... For whatever reason, I never caught them. And it wasn't until a few years ago I I watched Lair of the White Worm. I didn't finish it. I thought I had, but watching it this time, I realized, like, I don't remember what happens after this part. <laughs> I think I never finished this movie. And then I, I actually got into The Devils from two years ago when we interviewed Sam Deegan. Deegan yeah. And she was so stoked on The Devils that I was like, you know, I'm going to go find this. And I knew, uh, actually, I say that, but also... Uh, friends of the show, Phil Nobile Jr. and yeah. Jacob Knight, uh, they had talked about it a lot. And Jacob Knight even said to me one time when I was at his house watching movies, first time we hung out, he was like, oh, do you have a region-free Blu-ray player? And I said, I have a region-free DVD player, but I haven't got a region-free Blu-ray player. And he's like, it's worth it just for the European cut of the Release devils. Of the devils huh? And I was like, oh, well, maybe that's something I should think about. I still don't have a region-free Blu-ray player, but I found the region-free DVD on Amazon for like a dollar. So I, I got it wasn't region free. I found the European region one and I got it for a dollar and then I watched it and it fucking exploded my brain. And so ever since then I've been like, I need to get into more Ken Russell films. And I have to some extent. And all the movies we watched today I had I have seen before and I've seen a couple more of his. But um as far as the extent of his filmography, no. In fact, one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode was... Because it's, it's such a vast filmography. And I don't know it that much. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange filmography. So fucking weird. I don't know if you could even, if you wanted to, if you could get all the way through it. I don't know where you would find some... I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's an overwhelming amount of TV movies. Well, it's worth noting um, that he had worked as a TV documentary filmmaker for a while, like doing mm. specials for like BBC. There's, there's a lot of shorts yeah. that yeah. he had directed too. Uh, a few notes, uh, side note, a little bit of hype to a uh, friend of the show, Jaime, uh, who actually put together a list of information for us. Dude, so, what so a, good. Yeah, I love Thank it. Thank you so much. we never have stuff like this. But uh, here's a crazy thing. Stanley Kubrick once asked for his help on location, scouting in the 1970s after watching Russell's films and commenting on how beautiful they looked. Wow. What? <laughs> what? Uh, He's in the Kubrick documentary, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so... And um, one of the other random notes, Francis Ford Coppola said that he uh, was trying to get the look of Ken Russell's movies for Apocalypse Now. Wow. 
No shit. What? What? What Ken <laughs> Russell movies was he fucking watching? I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was The Devils. Actually, there's because... n- there's never a moment I've seen Apocalypse Now at least a dozen times. There's never a moment where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he got that shot from a Ken Russell. That's movie. A Ken Russell, John, right there. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Uh, and then Ken Russell claims one of his that his best movie is The Rainbow. A movie that I tried to find to suggest for us to watch, and I could not find a copy it's anywhere. A movie that I've never even heard of. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. What is your relationship to Ken Russell movies? Uh, you know, I, I had my dad uh, growing up uh, did a lot of marketing for local video stores. And sure, sure. Is, that, a, is uh, that how you came to movies in the way that you do? Yeah, he did. There is. I, I grew up in like Northeast Philadelphia, and there was a shop called Video Village that he was. Oh yeah, totally. He was a large part of, and then uh, he got a gig doing marketing for West Coast Video. Oh wow! So I, I would uh, I would just walk into West Coast Video, and it was it was the horror wall for me. Right. So it was yeah. like everything on the horror wall was what I, I would take home five movies at the time and I would spend a weekend with them and I would watch every single fucking movie yeah. um, until That's I could awesome. get until I can get through the entirety of the horror wall. And I'll, I'll never forget uh, both Gothic and layer of the white worm. Those, mm. those were my first two. Sure. But, but even at the time, I, you know, I'm so young watching these movies, you don't associate it as a Ken Russell film. Yeah. You I think it was only it a horror movie. Right. It was only later on, later on where I saw altered States and, mm. uh, and Tommy, where you start to understand who Ken Russell is. Uh, I, di- I didn't see The Devils until last, two years ago, I believe it was, in Los Angeles at the Egyptian uh, during Beyond Fest in 35mm. And it wow. was mo- one of the most exciting experiences I've ever had theatrically. Uh, and, and so I, I just I wanted to wait to see it in the right format. Mm. Um, that was the uncut version, too, that had all the... Uh, yeah, you saying it was the X-rated it, version? Yeah, I think it was... The hour forty-eight minute version. They, mm. they showed there were deleted scenes. Um, so so it was like a ten o'clock screening at Beyond Fest, and I was seventeen days into traveling at that point <laughs> sure. on the road because you just, you went there after uh, Fantastic, Fantastic we went, Fest. Right, I went there after Fantastic Fest, and it was like it was the night before I was going home, and I'm just absolutely fucking exhausted. And uh, <laughs> the film didn't start. Bernard Rose, who did like Candyman the uh-huh. introduction to the screening and it got started a little bit late but it was like i mean it was it was such an uh, this uh, the devils has only screened this print in like three cities wow yeah it, it was it was austin of course it was fucking austin right of, yeah, course, of course it was austin <laughs> austin's so great Dude, it was austin i think guillermo del toro of all people screened it in toronto whoa and then uh this was the first time it was screening uh in 35 millimeter in los angeles so it was kind of like amazing. it was kind of like the who's who of like the horror industry yeah that's or awesome. just just the film industry in general that was at that screening and uh yeah they so they showed I, I guess there's like a Blu-ray or like there's a German release maybe. Don't quote me on it, but there's some form of release where there are deleted scenes. Wow. Um, and there's even like more craziness to 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 that epic orgy exorcism yeah. so also sequence. Just, just for listeners to know, Liam and I saw the uh, the the edited version that was a uh, an hour and forty six minutes. I mean, I own the unedited. I didn't get to oh, watch you- it. Before this one, because I loaned it to my stepdad. Dear stepdad, Jesus Christ, George. Well, so basically, I wrote your, your ex stepdad. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's be clear. So the when not only did I get go out of my way to get this um, less edited, I don't think it's quite the version Josh saw, but it's uh-huh. more than what we just watched. Right. I went out of my way to get this 
for my region free DVD player. So I wrote about it for journal of fear. I think uh-huh. still when it was on synapse. And so, uh, George at the time when I was writing more, George edited all my stuff. Cause he, he, re- I think like at one point he read something I wrote and it was not edited. Right. So he was, so like, he was like, let me just send it to me. You. I'll take a look. So I sent him this thing and he goes, Oh, this is really good. By the way, do you own a copy of that devil's movie? And I said, <laughs> yeah, I do. And he's like, I'd really like to watch that. Okay. So I loaned it to him. He's had it now for almost two years. Hasn't nice. watched it. I, I mentioned it on Facebook. I loaned it to my stepdad. He goes, oh, fuck, yeah, I have that. So he watched it the next day and then called me to be like, oh, I'm going to return that to you. I finally watched it. It was great. Like, I really wow. loved it. And I was like, yeah, George. That's amazing. I mean, jo- George, uh, uh, we've had this conversation. Yeah, Remember, he we had start- some good taste. We started this, how did you get into movies thing or how did you whatever? And I said, well, the first horror movie, the thing that got me into movies was my first horror movie. The first horror movie was Nightmare on Elm Street when I was in fourth grade. And that was George. Right. Same way, like my first David Lynch movie was Eraserhead, and George was like, "Yeah, you're old enough for this." I was like ten, and he was like, "This will be fine." <laughs> I'm not old enough for it now. No, it's yeah. it's, it's horrifying. I, <laughs> I it still makes me uncomfortable when I watch Eraserhead, be- yeah. not because of how it makes me feel now, because I remember how it made me feel then. Yeah, and then I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we we decided to watch, as we said, three movies: The Devils, Crimes of Passion, and uh, Lair the, the White, White Worm. Worm. And I know, Josh, the Devils was like you're in. So this was, in a sense, yeah. your choice was the Devils. Yeah, that was my choice because, again, because Sam had raved about it that yes. time that we did the episode with her. And I just had to I had to know. And again, lately, I've been seeing a lot of stills from it for, I don't know, one reason or another. Is there some type of anniversary or something around this movie right now? Uh, honestly, I think... Have you guys been seeing it a lot I, more I, I recently? think there's just a resurgence of interest. Uh, I, I believe, don't quote me on it, that the, the American Genre Film Archives... Yep. Uh, has the sole copy of it, maybe, or oh. yeah, sole 35mm copy. And that's that's through Alamo Draft House and Tim League. And so I, 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 I think, think there was so there was a screening not that long ago in New York that was yeah. part of a Ken Russell thing. At like the Yonkers uh No, I think it was at the I think it was at the uh at BAM? No. I don't remember. I think it might have actually been at the anthology oh. but uh but I think one of the reasons you've seen it recently is because uh, for some folks, our current situation with Trump right. is related to religion. And so people we know who are already skeptical of religion have been reposting some of the images from it. As like which a, is fair. Which is yeah, fair. Yeah. It's such a brutal movie. Yeah. So, so, so I wanted to hear from you first. What, is, what did you think? You've never seen it before. I've never seen it before. It your first time watching you, it. What were your reactions I've, to it? Oliver Reed was in, in uh, what was, he was in a, a bunch the of. The Brood. Well, the Brood. What was the musical he was in? Oh shit! Uh, was he in Oliver? Was I, f- I feel like he plays the bad guy in Oliver, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. Well, luckily there's a Hall of Records. Ah, yes, to the interwebs, <laughs> aka the Hall of Records. But um, Oliver Reed in this movie, the uh, the the last movie that I'd seen with Oliver Reed was Venom. Sure. With him and uh, what's the other guy's Klaus name? Kinski. Klaus Kinski. And, and I was so stoked that they were in that movie. And I remember you know selling me like, who even are these people? And I'm like, it's Oliver Reed and Klaus Kinski. That's all you need to know. And you were like, I don't understand. What no, you're no, no. I knew Klaus Kinski from that one weird uh, black and white movie that uh, Joseph screened with Exhumed. What was that movie? It was like Salt and Pepper or some crazy shit. There were I, two soldiers. Remember that no shit? No idea what you're talking about. Oh man. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Oliver Reed, I I knew him from. I think he plays the bad guy in Oliver. I'm not sure. And then we saw Venom, where he's like this weirdo. Yeah. That movie is insane. It's complete insanity. Makes total yeah. no sense. There's snakes in cabinets. Uh-huh. I don't know what the fuck. Liam's making me watch this movie. We're in <laughs> Bushkill, Pennsylvania. There's snow. 
You know what I mean? Like all this weird shit's happening to me, and movie, now I'm watching. Movie, this. movie makes lots of sense. It makes no sense at all. And now I'm watching this, and I realize now that he has the same sexual potency as Tom Jones must have commanded around that same time. You know, I've told you before. I think he's like the sexiest man alive. You're right. He is in Oliver. Yeah, he he's plays. also in Tommy. <laughs> oh, he's also in Tommy. Mm-hmm. Did not know. But can I get some props for knowing that he was an Oliver? Oliver Yo, 100%. I've never even seen Oliver <laughs> I've seen... Dude, I still, it's one of my favorite movies. But anyway, it's not Keep important. going, sorry. So anyway, so watching The Devils, like seeing him in this weird, pious, and conflicted role is amazing to me. Like just seeing like the scene where... The dream scene that, um, that Vanessa Redgrave has where he's walking on the water in the gown and then she dries his feet with the hair. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn, this dude is crazy pants. Like it's just one of those things where you see... And he just exudes this uh, this aura of like alpha maleness and just like just and it machismo. Lasted, that lasted for a lot of his career too. Like the Oliver Reed of the Brood, his legs are weirdly skinny. But other than that, <laughs> it's also mass. Yeah. So, or if you ever see Burnt Offerings, he's like the paterfamilias in Burnt Offerings. Wow. It's, yeah. There's just something about him where like did he granted, was he like a multi like Ken Russell collaborator? Because I saw he was in Women in Love also. Uh, he was in a a few Ken Russell movies, but I don't. I think we've seen. I don't know that it was like all. It wasn't like a, a lot of it. It was like three. Yeah, he was like a raging alcoholic too, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, towards the end of his career, he was in more and more just straight up, like straight to DVD or mm-hmm. it wasn't even straight, straight, to, straight video. to VHS, yeah. just shit shows. And really, he didn't um, sort of come back into the mind into the public mind until fucking Gladiator. He was in Gladiator. Oh, right? he played That's right. He played the bad guy in there. Is that he dies? And then they had to CG him in. Was that? Yeah. Is he that died right? in the making of the movie. And then the scene where he gets stabbed or whatever. Because he plays like the, the main, like the, the guy who buys Russell Crowe. I don't oh. fucking know. When's the last time we saw did, Goddamn Gladiator? Did he, he, he died I've during never, the. I've he never rewatched Gladiator. He so died during the making. And then they CG'd <laughs> him in when he gets killed. Did, did you not like Gladiator? <sighs> I it's not I, think, even, I think you're the only person who watched it and didn't rewatch it. <laughs> Is that true? I mean, how do you not rewatch Gladiator? Uh, Yo, I have I don't like Russell Crowe. That's a thing. I don't know if that's fair to say, but I definitely don't see Russell Crowe and think to myself like, oh, Russell I think Crow. I think Gladiator was the first DVD I ever bought or maybe really? maybe Blu-ray wow. at the time. Huh. That's funny. But uh yeah, seeing Oliver Reed in this in The Devils he in this movie exemplars all the stuff that I like about British actors, like the weird, like yes, sure. stentorian speaking voice. And he's like this powerful yet conflicted man. It's so, I mean, dude, he can give off a vibe of both superiority and filthiness at the same time. Yeah. Like, it's so I'm weird, elitist, but I'm also a scumbag. Yeah, and like, there's oh. something about that. You and know? like the scene where he's taking confession from all the ladies and mm-hmm. like, he falls in love with the one that he marries. It's like, dude, this is so fucking weird, and I'm buying all of it. I'm sure, buying all sure. of it. And he just looks so crazy well, cool in that movie. Because everybody else, every other character in that fucking movie is so much worse than he is, yeah. right? And, so, then, and like, he's such a shitty person I, in that movie, too, that it's like, man, this is some fucking bullshit town. Dude, so good. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think there's ever a moment for me in that movie where, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's a fucking asshole, right? Right. But, Comparatively speaking, but you're on his side. You're For on me, his side, at least, yeah. I'm on his side the whole fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, yeah, yeah. never a fucking doubt, right? Like you get it because he can make you understand. It's like I, I, I get your sins. I get your fucking right. like. 
right. it's weird to even call it a sin, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is that it it really comes across like he, I don't, I wouldn't say victim, but he, his situation is a result of that time. That right. at that time you couldn't just physically love people like that was not okay. And certainly as a priest, until he makes a decision to be married, it wasn't like he was going to get married. It was, it was. You know, so in some ways, he's kind of responding to his situation. You yeah. also, they also do a good job of showing you that, like, as much as he treats the um, royal sort of daughter, you know, the 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 whatever daughter, uh, pretty poorly, he still has things he cares about, and he's still advocating for people. Right. And like you said, everyone else, not everyone, many other people in the movie are such fucking monsters like next level monsters <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you yeah, inevitably yeah. have to be like well he's not that bad yeah, <laughs> because just, his, his role is like look I'm only human right yeah, like right. I, I make these mistakes I, I own up to these mistakes but I mean holy fuck you know, like, the, the part towards the end where they accuse where they're accusing him of being a Satan worshiper and he's like I could never worship Satan because I have too much ego <laughs> I have too much vain I'm too vain so to great. worship Satan and I was like Fuck! Like there was just something about that that like that's one of those moments where I'm like, ooh, that's well, some. Cool what did you guys shit. think about like the gender roles in the movie? Did you feel that it was like a like a misogynist kind of movie? Like, I get a vibe from the movie that the female characters are definitely like these secondary players throughout the whole thing, and it's the kind of thing that I've definitely paid attention to lately, just right. because of you know climates and whatnot, right? So, it's, I don't. I, I actually don't think so. Oh, you don't think so? one because the only for me, I I, I want to hear what you guys think about this, but for me. The only other performance that sticks out in a way that like really is cemented in my brain is Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah, sure. and like yes, in a way she's the villain. Mm-hmm. But I actually think what's amazing about this movie is that of all the characters who make decisions that you don't feel good about, I understood her to like like not that I didn't understand the the persecutor guy. Yeah, but I don't have any sympathy for him. She something's her whole life is fucked. Like, she's yeah. she's kind of a victim too. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. She's got the hunchback. She's yeah. like got these like you know. Well, she's, she's she's more a victim of of of, of the time and, and yeah. the capacity. If, if the those religious... and that political stuff going. Yeah. On. If right. the political stuff isn't going on, people just go. You know what? I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I think you're making this up. So we're just going to move on with our lives and just let right, this go. Right, right, right. But it because of it's a political linchpin and the one of the things I I've read people talk about this. And they're like, oh, well, you know, she's such a bad. And I'm like, well, yeah, she makes some poor decisions. She also gets tortured. And I think that gets glossed over by some viewers or writers of the film. Like, right. like uh, the points where she reaffirms maybe some of the things like she's been undergoing severe torture. physical, yeah, physical torture. torture. So like, in addition she, to, to the torture that she's handing out to herself and her like, right, right. yeah, it's so brutal. Right. God, what a tragic character, huh? Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> so good, though. The, the, the set design in this movie. Again, set design by Derek Jarman, right. who, right. if you don't know, is the guy who did um, a bunch of Smith's videos. And uh, he was like a big uh, gay uh, icon during that time, right? Like, Sure. Yeah. The, the sets in this movie are amazing. Do you know if he did any other movies with Ken Russell? or I don't, actually. Uh, I, I saw a lot of familiar names within the credits. I, I always thought it was funny that Dick Bush is his cinematographer. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe it's the immature teenager within me, but no, I think that works fair. so perfectly. So, I mean, for those those of you who don't know, I guess we didn't really say too much, but um, the film is set in France. It's in the 1600s. 
and it's very much about uh, Take, the, takes the, place like shortly after the Crusades, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's it, during the plague. Yeah, yeah. And the, there's the Protestant Catholic conflict is going the Holy Wars, which lasted forever. And um, you know, uh, Oliver Reed's character is in one of the few towns where uh, the Catholics and the um, what's the name of the Protestant group that they're worried about? Um. I, I don't remember. Yeah. But everywhere they're murdering each other. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like war and they're fighting each other. And, and then the, the Catholic Church is more in league with the crown. And the crown is portrayed as... Uh, all the royalty in this movie is very it, portrayed in a very skeptical light. They're all kind of awful, spoiled Yeah, children. you get the feeling that Ken Russell has a really anti-religious like perspective on things. Well, and at least though with Oliver Reed's character, you get the idea that within religion... He there had, can be people who have, you know, they're, they're, they might be in a fucked up system, but there are good people. There are people, mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever. every royal person in this movie is, is a, a piece, piece of, of shit. shit. Yeah. Like every person who has a title is a fucker. And the king is the worst. Like yeah, just a, shooting people dressed like birds and all this other stuff. They almost like they, they belong in a musical. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Just because, and that's the whole thing. They're about so the over the top. It. Yeah. That the, the whole visual aspect of it is so mildly surreal, like at this point, because you know all the rings on the on the one right. guy's hands, right. and then again, like I said, the scene where the the king is shooting the people dressed like birds as they're trying to run away and not get shot—that shit is so crazy. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is that about? So there's that, two there's two things going on. The king is trying to consolidate power, and they're trying to break down the walls around. Right, and the Catholic Church is using the consolidation of power as a way to basically murder all Protestants. Like right, right, every right. town that we haven't yet gone to to kill Protestants, we want to go to and kill Protestants. Mm. And so, um, you know, uh, the governor of the town where Oliver Reed lives has been protected. He passes away. From the plague. These Catholic forces try to move in and Oliver Reed is like trying to fight them. Meanwhile, Oliver Reed is very charming. He's very charismatic. He's not, let's say, a traditional priest. He's bone and chicks. He gets his dick wet. Yeah, a lot, a and bunch. everybody yeah. knows. Everybody knows about it. He's not like he's, he's not like. like no, no, he's he's like uh, Jesse the Body Ventura and Predator. He's like the <laughs> sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's well, but, and, and he's kind of inherited that kingdom, right? Yeah, like he's right, right. he's left in charge. Right. So what we get is this conflation of his moral failings, which get exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll get to why in a sec. And political turmoil. They want to come in. They want to do this thing. And then there's this moment that is not under either of these influences. It's almost like a coincidence. But at the same mm-hmm. time, Vanessa Redgrave plays this character who is in charge of a convent. Mm-hmm. She has sexually fixated on him. And we really get the feeling in the film, I mean, I think you could do a lot of interesting psychosexual work because like, there's things going on with like displacement. There's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people have written about mystics mm-hmm. as displacing sexual tension. Like a lot of people wrote about Jesus, like mystics wrote about Jesus, basically like he was like fucking them. Like that was like, there was a lot of erotic language and mysticism and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so there's some of that going on. There's some of this like, oh, Jesus, love me and hold me and take me in my flesh and whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. I think that, 
I think Ken Russell's sort of suggesting that's related to her deformity a little bit. That like, yeah, well, he plays into that directly. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's her dream sequence yeah, where yeah. he like comes off of the fucking cross. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like licking his nipples and all that. Uh, like licking shit. his wounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. So, and, so and, brutal. And, 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 and I think watching that, it'd be easy to say, oh, Ken Russell's so fucked up. That imagery comes from mystics. Mystics talked about sucking Jesus's wounds and shit. Like, this is not. He's not. He's not. He. I think that's part. It's not, what, it's not exploitation, is what you're saying. I think it becomes that obviously when the yeah. nuns are fucking humping crosses and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he starts in a place. That's part of why the movie has sting because he starts in a place that Catholics are like, okay, all right, I see where he's going with this. But the idea is like she wants, she feels as if she'll be closer to Oliver Reed's character if he comes and he is a spiritual director for them. And the reality is he's already fucking. He's decided what will keep him from being a Lothario and fucking every girl in town is getting married. married. So he gets married. And this is the end because she's going to accuse him of craziness. And then they force all the other nuns to corroborate her story or die. Yeah. And that becomes what I think. Dude, how about that Father Barry character with the no sleeves? Oh, my God. What the fuck was that about? Uh, (laughs) I think that's the point where the movie truly starts to get into caricature. And not in a bad way. It doesn't ruin the film. No, he's got the judge gloves with the X's on the hands and all that shit. It's like, what the fuck, man? He's like, judge for Christ. Dude, that scene where they're all tied up in the rope and he's like yelling at him with the Bible and all that shit. Oh my God. Holy Moses. And notice he is, this is I think emblematic of what Ken Russell's trying to say. He both is trying to affirm he actually believes these things while he's definitely coercing them. Yeah. He knows that what they're saying, they're just saying because he threatened their lives. But he wants to make it seem like, well, but even though that's why they're doing it, they're, they're also pointing to a real thing. As if, coercion and reality can exist at the same time it's like the idea of like well sure we tortured this this guy we thought was a terrorist until he was a blabbering idiot and said anything we wanted but that's because it's true yeah, we yeah, finally yeah, got yeah, him yeah. to admit what's true and you're like no you did it like you know you did it <laughs> just browbeat his ass i, I yeah. think that's one of the the insights of the movie for me is a that a lot of these nuns when they're in this moment, they like release this pent up sexual energy. And I think that you could see that in a misogynist way that he's like writing about these women as irrational, but I don't think that's true at all. I think the movie's more suggesting that uh, the nunnery was a place to suppress things that the society didn't want you to have. Cause they could be like the Royal daughter who's she's now, you know, pregnant yeah, and that's going to be an issue. She's going to have to marry someone she doesn't want to marry. Like it's also a bad thing. So the, the nunnery is like the, the society, doesn't have a place for women. It doesn't respect women. Right. And so that becomes a place where you go, and that doesn't mean you're actually very faithful, per se. You might be there because you have no other fucking choice, and mm. a lot of pent-up sexual energy is there. So, like, yes, he then pushes that to an extreme that is, I'm assuming, not realistic to history, <laughs> you know, because they're, he just goes crazy with it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think of that? When it gets to the point where the women can't keep their tops on and they're humping the crosses and stuff, is that too far or is that just part of the fun? Well, I mean, that's the thing. You get to that point and then the whole king gives the vial of Jesus's blood and then they're cured and then he shows that the thing's empty. Like, it's this horrific, like, dude, it's so brutal. It's like there couldn't be a more vindictive indictment to me sure. in that movie of religion. Period. Sure. And I think right there is a total thesis of Ken Russell's theory on religion. Like, it's all fucking, you know, pony show kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
I don't know. That scene was really. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine a more brutal scene than what we saw. The professional exorcist is my absolute favorite. Yes, in that yes, movie. yes. <laughs> well, he looks like a hippie yeah, right. the whole yeah. time. He he's looks got like a glasses. Yeah. And within two seconds, he's like, yeah. "All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna put boiling herbs up this woman's vagina, <laughs> and that will be." And I, I, I'm watching it, being like. Is that something Ken Russell made up, or is that historically accurate? And then <laughs> I realized, like any gross thing you make up, is probably also historically accurate because yeah. things were so fucked up, so fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. <sighs> and just the way it was shot, it's so crazy. Just like it is. It's 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 such a hardcore fucking yes. sequence. I mean, yeah, it is. It, it, yes. You know, the, mo- the movies become such a forbidden film. Yeah, which I think is another reason that you know a lot of people are talking about it yeah. as of late. But it, it earns it, right? Like, it's, yeah. I mean, this here's a movie that was shot what nineteen seventy, yeah, over 19, forty years ago. Yeah. Seventy one, right? is it? Oh, seventy one, seventy one, and and it's just as impactful as anything that we're watching. Oh, today. totally. It's, if anything, it's more so impactful it's for me right now because of the current political climate and Trump and all this other stuff. Like, I think it's not it's not unfair to say that this movie could be as easily an indictment in the sense that in the way that the church in the movie is totally beholden to power and beholden to the bureaucracy that's going on yes. in the movie yes yeah so it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't want to get up on my soapbox or anything but 83 percent of you jesus assholes <laughs> voted for trump so get fucked i'm just saying you know what i mean anyways <laughs> The point being is that, um, you know, how many other movies that were that came out in 1971 could you watch right now and be like, whoo, ah, woo, yowza, <laughs> yeah, all right, like, right in the source, but oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> it stings a bit. <laughs> yeah, it and does. they re- they really go for it at the end. It's yeah. like even even after like the the the. The end sequence. When he so, sets, it gets set on fire and well, yeah, the walls I, I, explode and all that. I, right, he gets set on fire and then it just gets worse from there. Yes. Right, it's like yes. they can't end on the note of him yes. just burning to death. Yeah, no. Okay, Th- and then, then the walls come fucking well, crumbling and down. You, and you, you were spared the moment, which was probably in the version we watched. So you remember at a certain point. He is dismissing Vanessa Redgrave. They clearly don't care about her. They've used her. Yeah, they're not willing to like even. And he throws her the femur. Right, like here's what's the, left the of the bone. Her. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is that is that not in? No, it's in there. That's in there. The part where she uses the bone sexually <sighs> is not in the version you. So it's oh, kind of, no. it, it, it's like a last little <laughs> moment to go. The last little moment when it, the la- there's this last <laughs> moment where Ken Russell goes, "Oh, did you start to feel bad for that character? Oh, here's one fucked up little yeah. thing just to fuck up fuck. your day." It's, so happy I didn't see that. Oh, I mean, oh, I love no. that I saw it, but I hate that I saw it at the same time. Wow. And, and you know, and the you know when she leaves the city, mm-hmm. the city's walls have not only been knocked down, but the walls have become a road to the rest right. of to, uh, rest of France. Yeah. And all you see of, for miles are the fucking wheels of dead yeah. Protestants. It's like a post-apocalyptic moment. It it's really like, is because it's her crawling through all the uh, rubble and like it's, she's. It's Dude. so amazing, and it's it's one of those things where it's like let's take away all the things that appeal to us at some level politically or even humorously. It's such a it's a visually arresting film. Yeah, like even if you found like I can think of a few other movies that you could be that deeply offended by, but then also be like, but look how it was shot. 
fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, dude. And the sets are so crazy. They could be in the future. <laughs> yeah, they really could. Dude, it's such a weird, dislodged, out of time thing because sure, of the sure, sets in sure, the movie. Sure. And, oh, man. The whole... Well, maybe that's it, too. Like, you never really feel like you're in reality. Yeah. It's, a little, yeah. it's, it's a bit easier to ingest because it's so foreign to you. Yeah, and I think that's... I. It feels as if that's part of the reason it doesn't get taken maybe as seriously in some ways because it's like, well, it's so ridiculous. But I'm like, the ridiculousness is part of why it works. Yeah. If it was too, quote-unquote, realistic, you might not be able to handle what's going on on screen. Right. I think there's. I think it's helpful that it has this weird... I don't again. I said caricature, but I don't even think it's that. It's almost like a like a sort of grand play, like a like a performance of what right. yeah. it could be. And it never tries to say this is complete. Even though there's like a based on true events at the beginning, mm. I don't think anyone really watches it going, "Oh, this is a historical <laughs> document." Epic, of you know, what happens, yeah. it's, it's not a shock film. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not 120 Days of Sodom. It's not. It's uh, not yeah, Cannibal yeah, Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's 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 a real film that just goes a little batshit insane. Goes towards. a little heavy handed with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I loved it. It's uh, I loved it. It was offensive though. Uh, in our notes, the film was not only banned in Italy, <laughs> but the government of that country threatened the actors Vanessa Redgrave and Oliver Reed to condemn them to three years in prison if they stepped into the country. Establishment, wow. motherfucker! Wow, there's Italy. the establishment for you. Yeah, dude, that's so that's, brutal. That's the church right there right yeah. i think that's it yeah Whew. so i mean I, I great th- movie <laughs> i think we can i think we can definitely and, say and that still we, to, the, to this day like warner brothers owns uh, the amount of money i assume that they can make based off of a re-release or, or blu-ray yeah. or whatever the fuck that they want to do with the film they still won't do it they won't touch it because of that i i, I don't know if it has anything to do with like i, I think the print that that's in Afra is owned by uh, uh, um, Ken Russell's family. Yes, uh, I I don't I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. They just won't release it. Wow. They just won't do it. I, I I think I I think there's something to say about even the establishment of like a big studio system, and who knows what the religious beliefs are. You right. know, in, right. in the top studio execs, but. Yeah. They it's 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 incredible that it hasn't been released in the states, especially because I mean, let's be clear. Like, I I I think it's you're right that you can discern a real anti-religion angle from Ken Russell, whatever. But Oliver Reed's character never comes out and condemns the church. Like, no, he, he dies, still is a believer. He to the dies end. being like, "You humans have failed in your." faithfulness to god mm. but he's never at no point is he like also god is a lie yeah. like it's, it's about him dying because of politics and also religion yeah but like but his po- stalwartness in the in the commitment to piety which is already tarnished it's true but he's he sees a different pie like i think in some ways you could argue he sees a different version of piety something mm. that is and honestly, closer to what I think a lot of people would say today, which is like, there's a way to be good that doesn't involve hating your body. Right. right it doesn't right. involve thinking that every physical feeling you have, because that's really what's going on in the nunnery, right? It's right. Like, that's just like, we're going to shut between, ourselves away. We're yeah. going to whip ourselves till we feel shitty. We're going to walk around on our knees. Yeah. It's like all this physical shit that is mm. just feels insane today. It feels insane to us today with good yeah. reason. Right. Speaking okay. of insane. We Oops. also watched <laughs> Crimes of Passion. Oh, I thought we were going to go into Lair of the White Worm. We'll go in chronological order. Oh, okay. Crimes of Passion was... Before Lair of the White Worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Crimes of Passion. First time I saw that was today. Well, finished it was today. I, I, I had not. I, I think I gave you shit, Liam, for even suggesting that movie. <laughs> yeah, because like, I, never, I never even heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> like why would I want to watch a movie called Crimes of Passion? It's insane. What did what did you guys what did you guys think? There's a dildo slaying in that movie. <laughs> Spoiler there is, alert: There is a dildo slaying, dude. Yes. I, Go ahead, man. Uh, easily the most entertaining of the bunch, far and away, right? <laughs> I, mean, so I, I can't believe I've been on planet Earth for 35 plus years and nobody has ever suggested that I watch Crimes oh of Passion. Oh I God. mean, through and through, I mean, there's not a single sequence that isn't completely fucking batshit insane. Before yeah. there's even an image on the screen, there's like three the fucking talking. amazing... I mean, you could write a book of all the fucking sexual zingers, yes. and they got—they literally yes. lay out like three or four of them before there's even an image on screen. Yes. Yeah, just black, and then like words, and then that. <laughs> it's weird. So, I mean, crimes of passion. What a smutty fucking movie! Yeah, dude, it, it I mean, starts not, at like if, some if, weird support it, group. I've watched a lot of like weirdo cinema with my parents. Sure. I can't Im- there's somebody out there in the world that a dude that has watched that movie with their mom. Ugh. Which I can't I mean So so Kathleen Kathleen, <laughs> Kathleen Turner has Kathleen a filthy Turner, mouth in this movie. She plays a shit. she plays a prostitute. Who is also a businesswoman. Yeah, AKA she's prostituting a very successful A successful she's, clothing designer. She's a sex worker, I guess for her own fulfillment for Something's going on where she doesn't need the money, but she's doing right. sex work. Anthony Perkins is some type coming of, back to the theme of religion. Yeah, a sexually repressed priest guy, uh, but that yeah, it's not like really a priest. Preacher, yeah, street. Preacher, but they never say if he's an actual priest or not. Man. He feels he feels like a very like slight supporting character sure. for like <laughs> sure. the majority of the movie and for being for being the second build guy, the second build star he, of the he, film. He becomes some sort of weird like. Uh, like taunting she, he's like the devil to Kathleen Turner right if right, you right. take her sex work as almost some form of redemption or some type of like humanitarian Satan, he's thing. like he's like the bad guy because yeah. he's trying to get her to like hate herself in some way mm-hmm. and then this other dude comes in who is like in some ways starts off as our main character but then eventually I, I don't know about you but I stop caring about him like eventually I'm like yeah why do I fucking care about this guy? Kathleen Turner and and uh, Perkins are like they're the only people acting in this film. Yeah, well, you know it's, like, it's funny because like, like, not good at all. Uh, it feels like they're in separate films, right? right you have right. the Kathleen Turner character, and then uh, John Laughlin. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's his John Laughlin. Yeah, yeah. They, they feel like whenever Anthony Perkins and Kathleen Turner are on screen, it almost turns into like a stage play, right? right. Like it's it's line after line. Wait, and, is it John Laughlin or is it Bruce Davison? I don't think it's Bruce Davison. Okay. No, Bruce Davison's in the movie. Yeah, who is Bruce Davison in the movie? Who is he's Bruce the friend, isn't he? Oh, oh he's yeah, the friend. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I like. I knew but, he was in it, but I'm like, who is he in the movie? Like, when they have when they're exchanging lines, uh, sure. Anthony Perkins and Kathleen Turner, yeah. it's incredible, right? It's like it's like it's like somebody else wrote that. It film. feels Shakespearean. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it almost feels like it can't be in the real world. Like it's almost like in her imagination because it's so it's so. Tight. Like right. not only is it so tight, but the color palette is so like weird and neon, right. and it right. like just feels so like she's got that fucked up wig on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's crazy. It's it's I, literally I, insane. It's one of those movies. I, I have to again. I already mentioned once, but I have to put over Jacob Knight. He wrote an amazing piece about it, and he got as he does very very insightful and philosophical it, you put any piece of smut in front of jacob and he will write you poetry about the <laughs> film so he did this so I, I don't want to pretend like i have his level of insight but i do feel like it's one of those weird movies where 
on one level, it's funny and gross. Let's just yeah. put it out there. It's funny. Yeah, you play the human penis part. Like it's just yeah, there's weird, this whole, like the human the human penis. On the <laughs> on the other hand, at like a barbecue party, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> what? On the other hand, there's some thought underneath this, and I don't know that that thought leads necessarily to insight. I don't think Ken Russell has a point. Like I don't know that the movie ends and you go, "All right, Ken Russell, I get what you're," you know. But it's also not. He didn't just make some dumb movie about penises and vaginas it's right. not just a sex movie no. there's something going on there about obsession about shame about uh satirizing not just religion but specifically shame yeah and how we feel about our bodies and even and the, also there's stuff in there about redemption yeah and about like like freedom like there are all these weird undertones in there that i'm not so sure necessarily connect but are there Right, it's 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 not clear to me that it was the it, it's not clear to me that he accomplishes resolution. Mm-hmm. But then I'm not sure that I need it. I don't know if I need Ken Russell to say. Also, I've solved these problems of men and women, <laughs> yeah. and here's what I think is the solution. <laughs> I think it's enough that he goes, "Oh, do you think you're just watching a jerk off movie? Because guess what, you're not. Yeah. In fact, I a... dare you to even be turned on by this movie. <laughs> I mean, the best part of that is 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 Anthony Perkins fucking watching the girl dance. And oh, it's like it's so weird. He's supposed to be turned on, but you're watching it going, who could be sexually aroused by this performance? Yeah, it's, it's so just gross. Like, and it's like this weird oct- like octagon room and yeah. just a uh, radio hang has, on I mean, the did, wall. There's all these, like Ken Russell and his fucking dream sequences, yes. man. Yeah, Holy what's shit. up with that, dude? Like the I'm, fucking wedding with the pool and like the silverware. Oh, wait, remember the, there's the dream sequence. There's a couple of, uh, Anthony Perkins like kills her in like a yeah. split second dream sequence in like the fucking jerk off booths right yeah. and then remember, remember on, on, on the airplane there's yes. like oh yeah like, he's like what, sitting there what is happening dude, what there? is that about and she goes it's, it's one of my favorite lines in the movie she, he goes uh, uh, or she goes we don't have any Delta coffee but there's plenty oh, of T-W-A-T. T-W-A-T oh my god dude so weird what the fuck was that holy shit and it doesn't like that whole dream sequence goes absolutely nowhere nothing happens yes, nothing. nothing happens means nothing to the rest of the story it's just there so weird man I gotta say I fucking love this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I will say I was surprised about how much I liked it like for all its idiosyncrasies and like weirdness like it's so good it's it's a watchable movie and I mean to see it as like a weirdo like you know, Cinemax jerk off movie does it a huge disservice because well, it's 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 definitely almost, not that. I it's, almost picture it as like a trick on that. Like you would go being like, or not that you would necessarily go see this movie because I don't know how wide a theatrical release it even got. But if it came on something like Cinemax, you'd be like, "Oh, Kathleen Turner in a sexy movie." All right, let's. Uh, and then by the end of the movie, you'd be like, "What the fuck was that, man? <laughs> Did I'm I like just questioning have... my life now? <laughs> like, what is the deal?" Did any of you guys think it was like a weird prequel to Annie Potts' character in Ghostbusters? <laughs> like, like after she gets divorced, she goes on, she becomes the secretary for the Ghostbusters because <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, "Wow, oh, yeah, she still has that shitty voice." Oh Jesus! Oh, <laughs> Only you would have told me that before we I watched got the movie. One. Like that whole shit's coming. It, I, look, it's 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 highly entertaining. <laughs> Right? It is I a mean, weirdly entertaining you turn movie. Turn that movie on. There's no way at any point you go. I'm turning this movie off no. unless, yeah. unless there's like family in the room. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> specifically. I mean, like, I, like, I, I live alone, and I still kept looking behind <laughs> me just to make sure nobody nobody's walking through the living room. <laughs> it was ridiculous. it was it was hard. It's smutty as fuck. There's, just just when you feel like you've heard like the worst line in the movie. It gets worse. Yeah, it so, gets worse. And, and Kathleen Turner says think, some fucked up shit in this I'll movie. I'll never man. forget a face, especially one that I've sat on. Whoa. <laughs> 
that's what she says to Anthony Perkins, oh the priest, God. man, dude. What about this bag of like sex toys? He yeah, just he's, randomly he pulls just out him. a robo sock. Like he, he just, just has them. That fucking knife dude. dildo, man. Yeah. Like, no. Holy hell! What the fuck is that shit about? But here's here's and the, then the stabbing the of the blow up dog that starts the bleeding and all that <laughs> no, shit. No, no, like, no, no. What but, the fuck? But, but here's the thing about this. And I don't want to ruin this it because I'm sure some of you haven't seen it, so I won't get too much into details. <laughs> don't want to spoil a 30-year-old movie for you, but... <laughs> but the end of the movie... Right. The, let's call it the climactic dildo scene. Right. There's a twist. It's what makes it so amazing and almost lifts the movie for me to a higher level is that it functions as both a joke and like a weird cathartic thought like, oh... Right. like It's like I sat there going... A, that's ridiculous. How could you film that and not laugh the whole time <laughs> yeah. you were filming it? On the other hand, it's also kind of smart, which is like, fuck you. It's like <laughs> yeah. when someone yeah. has a pun that also has meaning underneath it, you're like, fuck, I'm like, thinking about a pun. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, I, yeah, tell, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- th- that sequence I didn't see coming. No, Ca- no, I had no idea. I was I was fully expecting like it to go the way that you're like baited to believe it's going to yeah. go. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the end. But then uh-huh. when it... Which is hardcore in itself, yeah. right? Like that's a tough scene to take in. But then when it hits you, you're like, "Boy, dude, what? <laughs> what? What?" And that, and the way it ends, is so much better than what it could have been. If it had been what I thought it was going to be, I'd be like, "Really? This is how we're going to wrap this up?" Yeah. And then when it did end that way, I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right." And I mean, the, the last line that it ends on—the oh, weird soliloquy at the at the therapy—absolutely fantastic. Yeah, man. So, I dude, mean, what other way could you end that movie? Oh my gosh! And again, like you've got these weird like dualities going on in there. You've got the hooker that's like the prostitute that's like saving people, and like she has the scene with like the terminal dude. When and and like, but this makes me think of your question about the devils. Only in that everything about crimes of passion, not watching it, like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you were describing it to someone makes it feel like this should be a misogynistic movie yeah and then it ends and you go is it though because kathleen turner's character is like the is strongest like the person pivotal the strong redemptive so that you go it almost honestly sometimes when i watch it it almost feels like maybe ken russell was a misogynist or, or at least someone who had issues with women. And then in his movies, he go, okay, how do I take apart my issues? Yeah. How do I like make a movie that plays into all these things, I think, but then deconstructs them in some way? Because that that's the context you're in, but nothing works. Nothing. If you put on that movie like, yeah, fuck ladies, and they're all <laughs> prostitutes and all whatever. If you watch it, by the end, you go, I don't know. I feel weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel weird about exactly that. Is anybody going thought. to a Ken Russell movie thinking that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know who puts on Ken, Crimes of Passion. Like, I, if anyone watched Crimes of Passion other than us, like, we were like, we want to watch a Ken Russell yeah. movie. Here's one we haven't seen. Let's put this on. That makes sense. If anyone was like, yeah, I just thought I'd watch something, so I put on Crimes of Passion. I'm like, <laughs> but why, though? It's weird. But why, though? <laughs> but look, what did highest, you think you were going to get? Highest fucking recommendation, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah all the thumbs Dude, up. That being said, unless that movie's great. Unless dildos are a trigger warning like, for you, if, you should if, see this If movie. you're listening to this right now and you're questioning why, watching this movie don't go find it's, yeah. it's on youtube we on purpose didn't spoil it for yeah. you just now which is the thing we typically don't do oh, so, we spoil everything I, I, we yeah. spoiled avengers a week after it came out <laughs> we were like yeah then when this fucking happened <laughs> oh you haven't seen it yet get fucked <laughs> we didn't care and yeah like oh, i don't want to ruin crimes of passion that's a real classic <laughs> i'm not trying to mess with anybody <laughs> yeah 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 it, you know, it's funny because it does, at least for me, it did feel like I was I was watching a classic, but it's weird to watch a movie. I would imagine most people haven't heard of this film, right? Like, I, I've been I've been 
watching movies for fucking your whole life. Yeah, and for my here we are, life, first time. And nobody, nobody has ever brought that movie up to me. Ever. Again, right. this is why if you're not, you should be watching. I believe, or you should be reading um, Jacob Knight's. I think it's called the the Sleaze Stack or the the his new column. is it through birth movies death yeah, yeah on yeah. birth movies death I think it's he, like from the sleaze stacks or something like that yeah yeah it's basically like what's the random shit he has and it's almost always like grimy movies because yeah. that's what jacob likes and sometimes it's something and i'm like no thank you that's not something i want to watch and i just read what he wrote about this and i thought oh i guess i'm gonna watch this ken russell movie with <laughs> kathleen turner and see what i think and i was so glad he recommended it it was yeah, like a yeah, huge yeah. thing you know it was really really good yeah. and also just about the misogyny thing i think that the the I, I wouldn't call it that because the one scene at the barbecue where he does the human penis thing yeah is the most like it's a stunning indictment of male culture at this yes. point like he's like doing the hot dog penis thing yes. and like all the dudes are kind of dumb and it's it's weird it's like I don't know. It feels like this little little bit of, of insight is just jammed right in there. That's, I don't know, man. Again, I mean, we are... It's a standout weird scene in a movie that's really weird. And let's be le- really clear, though. Uh, let's not pretend, though, that this is a message movie or anything No, it's like definitely not. Sometimes when you praise that there's all these moments that are like interesting, whatever, people think like, oh, so it's a thoughtful film. Like, no. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I mean, no, it's no, still no. A, it's, a, it's of the time, for sure. It's an 80s yeah. movie. I literally, I took notes while I was watching the movie. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And I, so I just have like random lines Do it. On yeah, my please phone. do, please do. I've got that, hey, are you hungry? How about a beat me, eat me licorice rope? <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got he a fucking... He has the rope made of yeah. licorice? <laughs> He has a whip made of fucking licorice. <laughs> Inside, uh, I mean, this so is this is this is crazy. just the bag that the priest carries around with with the robo sock. Oh, I mean, there's like four or five you other know, Perkins. It's like he's got like items out of like fucking dead ringers in his goddamn. <laughs> I mean, so bag. this this is a slight comment because I couldn't name that many other things he's in. But this is my second favorite Anthony. <laughs> this might actually be my favorite Anthony Perkins role of all time. After Psycho, yeah. You didn't see the trial? No, I don't know the trial. Where he, it's the Franz is that, Kafka is that, book. Is that Dostoevsky? No, it's Kafka. Is it, is it Kafka? And he plays Joseph K., the guy who goes on trial. Never seen it. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. But does it compare to Crimes of Passion, though? <laughs> Definitely not, but you know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got whores and metaphors don't mix. That oh was a good God, line. That was also yeah. good. <laughs> what? Brilliant. Right. I, in interest of time, let us mm. move on. But uh, let us know. This is with some begrudgence because I feel like you could do a whole episode just on Crimes of Passion. Yeah, I definitely I mean, You agree. could also do a whole episode on The Devils, but I feel like sure. at some level you would need to do some research on that to do it. <laughs> Whereas Crimes of Passion, with no research, you could be someone who only kind of likes movies. And, and you will finish that movie and you're like, I got at least an hour and a half yeah. to say about that fucking movie. <laughs> so, um, also, and, research for The Devils episode is just far beyond the reach of Cinepunks in general. So, you know. I mean, we had some notes. I said some yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, it's cool. Josh wrote some shit down, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatevs. So, I almost feel bad, though, because uh, compared to the first two movies, Lair of the White Worm is, like, the least impressive. And I and I feel bad because I still really liked it. I still really enjoy the movie. I enjoy the movie for sure. But it's not at the same level, I think, of, as either of these two movies. Well, it's funny because most of the main exposition in that movie comes in the song from the party at the beginning. That's true. I thought you were mentioning the Dampton Worm song in the <laughs> yeah. end credits. Oh, no, also, no, no. Also <laughs> amazing. Also amazing. Dude, 
I, I, I mean, okay. It's funny because you watch you watch Layer of the White Worm, right? If like Layer of the White Worm is the first out of all three of these movies that you're watching, you're going to say to yourself at the end of the movie, "There's no way it can really get any crazier than this." Right, exactly. and it's the least crazy <laughs> of all it three is. for it sure is. by it a long 100%. shot. Yeah, so I mean, there are weird every time the one girl has the visions and they're not just weird but they're like this weird video <laughs> yeah it's, it's like feels like a bad mtv video it feels like it feels like the video that's playing on a tv while someone's getting murdered in another horror movie sure that's sure. what it feels like to me like i, I remember oh, watching no. that as like a young kid just picking it off the wall the video store and having absolutely no idea what the fuck was happening in that movie so it's it's interesting to watch it today it's strange it's, it's, a, strange it's a very strange. but it, it i mean it's entertaining all the way through yes it's without I, a doubt i I will say it's my least favorite of the three, but I, that's not saying it's a bad movie. It's probably my favorite Hugh Grant movie. Well, oh, okay, so there you go. Can I say the one thing that annoys me about this movie? Go ahead. And it's not because it's bad at all, but just for my personal taste. Hugh Grant is just a rich, privileged dick. <laughs> the whole movie. And he and makes our vo- man eat the worms. And, I mean, and what- via doing that, is like almost the hero, and literally at the end, luckily <laughs> Scottish a career dude, off of that. Man. Luckily, Scottish dude comes in at the end and is really the effective dude. Yeah, but like there's a whole part of the movie where I started to be like, "Yo, is Hugh Grant just gonna like fucking shamble like, <laughs> like boredly shit?" Because when you first big ass forehead, when fuck you that when, guy, when you first meet him, when you first meet him, you're like, "That's the dick who's gonna get killed," and then at a certain point in the movie, you're like, "Yo, he just like killed yeah, he, a." A, a monster by mistake almost. yeah like almost like, becomes like a swashbuckling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then you're not sure what happens to him so I'm like oh maybe he got killed like yeah. the point where you don't see him and you're like maybe like, he got oh. killed I was like good man fuck him let's stick with the Scottish guy I'm into the Scottish guy and then when he's like oh no I'm leading an expedition to deal with the worm I'm like god damn it I just want Hugh Grant to die in this movie and luckily at the end there's the stinger where maybe he does die yeah okay yeah 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 the movie might have one of the most ridiculous chase sequences of all time dude holy shit with the fucking bagpipe and and so here's the Here's my thing with that sequence, right? Like, dude, it's not just the bag, but it's got the kill on kill. all of a sudden. Yes. That's like the yes. fucking cock piece on there. And that's the thing, like, you did not need to kill. Like, all you needed, your bagpipe was your weapon. He's like, why you would dropkick Murphy on this shit? You can't dude. play the bagpipe without the kill. <laughs> it's so weird. Hold, and then the, the dude's doing, like, the arms up in the wait, air dance and the fangs. Wait, can we back Holy this up? Can we back Jesus. this up, too? You know this is based off of Bram Stoker's story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm assuming none of this British shit is in the Bram Stoker story, right? Like it's, it's the, the bagpipe sequence the, in, the, in the story. The, the whole movie is like, oh my god, have you guys ever been to Northern England? Like not quite Scotland, but like north. <laughs> oh my god, it's so weird. Like it, 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 everything about that part of it, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Really? It. I'm not a big like. Oh, I love British shit thing. And yeah. then the point where they're like at the party and Hugh Grant's being a dick and he's, he's just got that annoying little condescending tone. The thing about my family—that's what he sounds like to me. That's all he's saying. But again, I said that that almost sounds like I didn't like the movie. I was still enjoying it, but I was yeah. like, oh man, all this British shit. <laughs> and then I remember thinking, like, wait, didn't Bram Stoker write this? Like. Did Bram Stoker write all this weird British shit in? Or is this Ken Russell being like, yo, I'm going to fucking British the shit out of this. <laughs> yo, my, man, my man's going to play fucking bagpipes and lore of the snakes and shit. It's going to be so good. 
Dude, the first scene when the when the lady spits the venom on the cross, that first scene when you first see the fangs. There it is again, yeah. I mean, dude, so brutal. Like, I, I literally was shocked at that scene. I was like, boo! Like, because she's like, and like the fucking spit comes out. What, and it's, <laughs> such a, it's such a common theme in Ken Russell movies, yes. right? To spit like, venom on a fucking cross. Yeah. And then it goes, then it goes into that crazy dream sequence where like yeah. there's more nuns like stabbing themselves with like, or, or uh, like, fucking themselves with, with crucifixes like crucifixes and, and shit. Where Dude, did, and then where the worm crawling around Jesus, like going on Jesus and all that, the big ass white worm. No, the 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 nuns aren't stabbing themselves. They're getting attacked by Romans. Oh, right, right. right. And they're getting what that's supposed by to be what that's supposed to be is there's that one Roman emperor who's terrible and she says that's his love that's her lover. Uh, and she gets him to like persecute all the Christians. And so she almost is the worm on the cross and they're like doing her bidding or some shit. Right, right, right. Can't get anything by you, man. It's fucking weird, man. I just remember that because I remember watching going, I don't <laughs> and I had to like really pay attention like oh right she said that about the thing there's a lot of like random historical stuff in here that if you think about it too hard you go this doesn't make any guy yeah this sense. is well, fucking so I, wrong I, I watched the past three evenings I, I, last night I watched The Devils mm, the night sure. prior was Crimes of Passion sure and so the, the first, first movie one was was Layer the White Worm sure and I had seen I'd seen Layer the White Worm numerous times right. but still when you watch that first out of the three yeah. you immediately forget everything that happens in that movie <laughs> right I'd right. never seen it until this this is the first time I watched it so I remember watching it because it was something that I don't remember why but it was something that someone recommended to me as like a classic British horror movie and then watching <laughs> it being like what the fuck is even going on? Dude, the scene when she comes out of the basket and is wearing like the gold suit and then does like the slinky reverse when you walk through the ballroom. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck is going on right yeah. here, dude? This yeah. is some weird shit. Like it doesn't, It all, I don't know, it just felt so... <laughs> the way that she is very like, um, before before she reveals herself as whatever this stink creature this is. This blue thing. She's so conversational with everyone. She's yeah. just like, oh my God, like, oh, what's oh, going on with you? Let's go I love that because so many times when the monsters or any sort of creature is in a movie, everything they say has to have a sense of, of like dread, evilness to which it. Which like any normal person, like if I was hanging out with Josh and he started talking that way, I'd be like, all right, I guess I got to go. Yeah, otherwise you're going to kill me with an I don't know that you're right going to turn into right. a creature, but something <laughs> fucked up is happening, so yeah. I'm just going to leave. The fact that she's just like, oh my God, how are your parents? Okay, cool. <laughs> like she's so relaxed. I like that you make her like some Cherry Hill mall girl. Like, well, oh I my can't God. do a good British accent. <laughs> I can't do a good British accent. <laughs> it's so good, man. But I so mean, I, I say that only to represent that she's so... Almost, Congenial. almost nothing like, she says is threatening. She's like, you know, it's funny because that's that. the only reason you believe that she's lasted this long. The first scene, though, when the police officer gets bit by the snake and she spits out the venom, or she she sucks it out and then doesn't spit it. I'm like, this bitch is evil. <laughs> oh no, I knew, there's no way I that that is a I, good person. I, I knew because she's on the cover, right? Oh, right. yeah. Well, I didn't see the cover. <laughs> just saying, just saying. I didn't know. I didn't know. But uh, yeah, that movie, it was, I mean, again, of the three is my least favorite, but I will say I saw it for all three of these movies I'd never seen before. So each one was like a whole new time for me. If you had to, if you, I don't think you should rank them, but if you were going to say, I'm going to recommend one of these more than the others. Crimes of Passion above all. You think so? Yeah, me dude. Too? It's oh. the most digestible one with the most amount of like weirdness because... It, it's that hard not. It's, it, it's hard not to say the devils. It's 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 a very difficult movie to find. Uh, I, yeah, look, 
Crimes of Passion is easily the most entertaining of the bunch, far and away. Here's, I mean, The Devils is the most important film. Right. The Devils, okay. is, the Devils is far and away the best film. But for entertainment purposes, I think I think Crimes of Passion easily. I think here's the thing. I have to say The Devils because I'm so fucking obsessed with Oliver Reed. I mean, I literally made you watch Venom. <laughs> you did. For Oliver Reed. You're like, which, dude, isn't he hot? Which is so weird because in Venom, Oliver Reed is basically like a cuck. Like he's yeah, basically he's like, like the worst dude oh in the movie. Oh, God, I don't know. I'm so scared. <laughs> and I remember us watching that and I'm like... I, I get that Oliver Reed's trying not to be typecast as the ultimate man, but being typecast as the ultimate man is, doesn't seem like that bad a, right. bad a deal. Like, just live with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, but, I but all easy recommendations, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I think he's a director that, if you're into cult films, you know Ken Russell. Right. If you're only kind of into uh, uh, unexpected, yeah. not mainstream films, you might have missed... I mean, I will say this. Altered States... Is the Ken Russell film everyone that I the know ultimate. has fucking seen? Yeah, everyone's seen it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for me, at least of the ones I've seen, it's not the best one. Period. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Of the three that we've seen, all three of these, I would, I would prefer to watch over Altered States. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, and I don't say that to say I think the only reason I and Altered States isn't bad. Yeah, I, I come down on Altered States a little bit, I think, because it fucked with me so hard as a kid. Mm-hmm. The fact that I don't love it the way I did when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, man, that's really well, kind of a bummer. You know, Crimes of Passion and uh, Lay of the White Worm are, have, have a high rewatchability factor, right? Like, yeah. they're, they're almost yeah. party movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can sit there, drink a couple beers, hang out, and no, watch yeah. over and over. Yeah, yeah totally. it never gets old. I, I would love to see. I, I forgot, like, I, I totally didn't remember how great the uh, the end credit song the damned and worm song was it's so ridiculous I, I really so hope, funny it's almost like a maniac cop 2 like yeah. rap song level Jesus. where it's like what really i would actually be i, I would be interested passion has like a i don't know if it was written for uh for the film right it's got like a weird end credit song i i would be into like a like a like an album of like a weird death waltz songs. ken russell movie yeah from ken russell movies that would be kind of sick <laughs> Like a Death Waltz comp that yeah. has all the end credit songs from Ken Russell movies. I don't know about just end credit songs, but all the weird songs from Ken Russell. Movies. I don't remember. Like I know they did. They did an Altered States. Didn't like Waxwork or, oh. or Death Waltz. Do yeah, they, uh, Altered States. I think that soundtrack is overrated, though. Yeah, yeah. Altered States. It's fine. I, again, I we've talked about this before, but just since Burdan wrote about it, I'll just mention it. Find find a friend of the show, uh, Mike Burdan. Mike Burdan's article on this whole soundtrack phenomena, where it feels like a bunch of movies that you like the movie, get these hyped up soundtracks, and then you listen to the soundtrack and you're like, oh, I don't like this movie for the soundtrack. I like, like it I for forgot. the movie. And if you went to any goddamn library, you could probably buy the original soundtrack for a dollar. <laughs> but you're buying the $40 re-release because the <laughs> art is vinyl, cool. yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's got new reanimator Which isn't to say that every re-release is bad. There are great re-releases, but right. every fucking movie's getting a re-release of the soundtrack now. And sometimes it's a bad idea. Right. I, I right. think right. personally. No, I tried to get that Thing soundtrack, man. That went within like 20 seconds. Yo, don't get me wrong. 20 fucking <laughs> If I could have gotten it, I would have gotten that one. But yeah. I know that that soundtrack's good. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, just, yeah. You know. Huh. So uh, I think now would be a good time to wrap up. Right, right, right. So watch these movies, period. Ken and Russell movies, we'll highly pop- recommended. I think in the future we could do another Ken Russell episode. Also, yeah, if there are other Ken Russell movies that you feel are touchstones to his uh, his yes. his uh, output, let us know. Tweet. Tweet at us. Post, let us know uh, comment, what email. we should be watching 
that we didn't because for me this is the very tip of the Ken Russell iceberg. I have yeah. no idea about any of the rest. I of really want to watch Women in Love, but and and Gothic you mentioned too. I want to watch Gothic's that with Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. After that, I don't really know if there's other things I need to watch or not. So yeah. if you yeah, have yeah, recommendations, yeah. let us know. All right, thank you so much. So. Um, at the end of the episode, we always talk about things we're hype on. Josh, I want to give you a chance. Is there anything you want to plug or talk about or hype up to our audience? Anything at all? Anything if not, that's up? chill too, but whatever you want to do. Uh, I don't really have all that much to hype. Um, we're bringing Awesome Fest back this summer. Yeah. I, I guess that's hype, Yay. right? Uh, tick, off, tick off all of last year. That's uh, exciting. Just reorganized a bit. Yeah, we're going to be back full You're force. You're going to be doing them in the parks again. Yeah, uh, it's it, uh, the hope is it's going to be a little bit larger than that. But yeah, it's yeah. going to be a full ten week citywide That's film and music awesome. fest. Yes. Um, we're just starting uh, the programming and planning as we speak, um, but it'll kick off sometime in I'm like. I can help. Me too. Me too. You will help. Cinepunks, yeah. yay! <laughs> uh, so there'll be more information about that leaking soon. But yeah, I'm I, I'm stoked. It's it's you know. But you've been working with me, Liam, in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 weird to like work in a different community outside of Philadelphia. On one hand, it's great because people in Chicago have been cool to us. Mm. It's but it, amazing. Yeah. But it is out there, and so at some level, but, you have to rely on the hype out there. But with Awesome Fest, like Philly is home, and like yeah. I, there's already a community who cares about Awesome Fest. There's already a community who cares about stuff that we do. So sure. it's different. But Chicago has Kuma's Corner. Yeah, I mean. Oh man, we did that. Fuck, so <laughs> good. A TV did, that what plays did you no have? sports I, I ever. Goat snake. Oh, uh, what did I have when I went? I, I did might you, have I had think the, you had the yob. I either had the yob or the layer of the minotaur. I had the uh, neurosis. <laughs> oh, the neurosis is very. It's good. so good. It's so good. What's, what's on the neurosis? It doesn't even matter. It's called the neurosis. <laughs> Josh is just obsessed with neurosis. <laughs> I love neurosis. <laughs> it's so good. I love, I love neurosis too. Literally, that could be the plain burger, and Josh is like, yeah. "This is the best burger. This is the here. best neurosis burger. It just comes with bread, a dead body, and Speaking beef." Of, we, we were talking about weird shows. I remember seeing neurosis with Soulfly at the Trocadero. Like, who fucking puts these bills together? Yeah. Oh fuck. I was at that show. I was at that show. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Neurosis opened for Soulfly. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, every, all the Soulfly fans are like, what do we do? What, what do we do? Can we mosh to Neurosis? Yeah, this is so slow. What do yeah. we do now? <laughs> Dude, the, the, the best time I saw Neurosis was a Maryland Death Fest a couple years ago in a parking lot at uh, Club Sonus in Maryland during a lightning storm oh my goodness and they still had the visual so it was like the most like metal thing i've ever They're done doing, uh, neurosis is doing uh, uh doom fest yeah yeah right? yeah, they, yeah and yeah. you know who else is playing that Ohm. fest dalek oh, oh yeah. yeah that was so crazy it's right so when weird. i saw that they're on it i was like oh i was like is there another dalek that's the same logo though but i mean it, in relation to that doom scene is noise and yeah. Dalek more than almost any other hip hop group, unless you count more mother is hip hop deals in noise noise. Yeah. And I do kind of consider more mother. I do think Kamei does that a little bit, but Dalek is like, they yeah. are rappers and they are a noise, noise project. artists. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. What do you think about own? Have you ever seen own before? I've never seen them. Lot. Weren't they, they were at Johnny Brenda's. They played Johnny right? Brenda's yeah. on yeah. a, the, well, I, the time I saw them was during the variations on the theme. Uh, album like round, mm-hmm. yeah, they were so good. I saw them with Zombie at Johnny Brenda's. I, I fucking Oof. love. They're oh, so good. So here's the thing: I would, I would sleep. Be, oh. I would be so down to see sleep, and yet I feel like I, as an edgeman, can't justify seeing <laughs> Ohm live. Not because they are weed enthusiasts, but because it's so chill 
that dude. I couldn't imagine standing in a room and watching it. No, I couldn't. Dude. Live, I could not. Seeing Sun Live is like a thing. Seeing Ohm Live, like all I don't that want, shit. I don't want to see Sun Live either. Uh, I, I fucking don't care love about Sun. It. I love Sun so much. I can't. I can't deal with Sun on record, but. Live, live is, is a, a whole, whole nother experience, experience yeah. especially if they're touring with the Black One stuff or with Boris. Sleep. Do you like Boris too? I, f- I just picked up Pink on vinyl. Oh, the fucking to be fair, I, to they, be fair, Pink is a masterpiece. Oh my dude, I, I can't listen to it all the time. Feedbacker is a masterpiece. Feedbacker, dude, is, that yeah. record is unbelievable. But it's you like, like he, that scene more than I do, though. Yeah, but Man, you know what? Like, look. if if you go through their discography, I mean, it's so fucking extensive. But if you sure, want to pick it apart sure. and go like just heavy like noise records, like yeah. feed, feedback feedbacker or is noise, up there, man. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Akuma no Uda. That that one's so dude. They're so good. All right. Hey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything coming up you want to? Uh, well, um, I know you have some shows or something. Yeah, oh. Solarize has a couple shows. We had to cancel a couple shows um, this week and next week sure. because of uh, some health issues that some band members are having. Yeah, it's cool though. Um, we're coming back. We're playing a Don Giovanni showcase with Inaco and uh, which is a Filipino band, you know. And uh, I forget there's another band on that bill that's pretty cool. And then we're playing Get Better Fest with Hers, the fucking mighty Hers. Have you listened to Hers lately? Oh yes. Have you heard the new thing that they put out? Oh yes. Do you know this band? At I all? don't know this band. No. So they started as like a two-piece grind band, but they're trans-identified, and they used to cut like Britney Spears into their grind. Oh, so wow. they had a drum machines like, and they'd be like, doo, 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 and like dance music, and then we go back to it, right? <laughs> so now they've become the Hers Collective, where they've gotten a drummer who's actually faster than the drum machine that oh, they yeah. used to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got a bass player, and they are now a fucking crazy force to see. Like them live as a four piece is one of the most transformative, like aggressive bands I've seen in a long time. They're, they're local, yeah. Philly, they're lo- yeah. they're West Philly band. H I R S. Yeah, they're um, SRA Records put out their last. Uh, or yeah. no, get better. I think Get Better Records put them out, but they're so awesome. Um, we're playing with them and Open City. Have you heard the Open City? Yeah, of course, yet? yeah. Dude, that band is so fucking good. Really good. Fucking great. So, Solarize yeah. is a show with them coming up. Um, uh, it's April 29th at the church. Sure. That's going to be pretty interesting. I'm sure we'll talk before then, but I'm just saying that's coming up. Yeah. Um, and uh, other than that, you know, oh, Cinepunk says an event, March 11th, coming up at the pharmacy. I was say, now would be a good time to hype it. Uh, yes, we are going to be premiering the Phil- doing the Philadelphia premiere of the NESC or the Northeast State Skate Crew video, Purple. Uh, you need to get uh, Meg to post about that. We haven't posted about that enough. Yeah, because um, uh, Slaby, John Slaby, the one of the guys that was involved in the project, has a whole bunch of stuff that he's planning. So he's got a push planned and all that other stuff. So I've been working with John Slaby on it, and uh, it's going to be a really interesting night. It's at the pharmacy, March 11th. There, there's two rooms now in the pharmacy. I don't know if you know this. They have a back room that they opened up. That yeah, I heard be able that. To, so that room's going to have the screening in it, and we're going to have like a keg with beer in it, and then DJs are going to be playing in the coffee house part. And uh, our friend uh, Keith, um, our, my boy Keith is doing artwork for it, Keith Garcia. And uh, so there's artwork's going to be hung up on the wall, and like all proceeds are going to go to Nesk. And, uh, you know, these guys are good dudes. They've been at it for 20 years, skateboarding. And the pharmacy is awesome, too. They've been awesome to us. So, you know, it'll be a good event, and I hope everyone comes out to see that. There'll be cool. more information on the interwebs coming soon. Cool. Uh, I don't have anything to hype. <laughs> I mean, the, I get a baby. Yeah, but I mean, like as, far as, like, as far as things, because normally I would like probably hype an Exhum thing. But oh, yeah, we have this. Uh, this won't go up. Empire, this this oh, won't go up before, before then. then. Okay. The event is on Saturday, so there's no way this is going to go Joseph up. Joseph is Saturday. doing a talk at the Neshaminy Creek. 
Oh, true. Brewery. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. hopefully we'll be there with him. They're talking mm. to punk entrepreneurs. Yep. Yep. And um, so they do cool shit over there. They've started doing like the punk rock flea market's gonna be doing a thing. Fucking Croydon. Yeah. No offense. Never been to Croydon. To anybody Yo, fuck listening Croydon. from Croydon. Croydon fuck, sucks. Fuck Croydon. Is there Eden Croyd- Is there Eastern Croydon beef? <laughs> no, I mean, if Crosstown beef is let like me, Crosstown let me, traffic. Let me straight up. Kind of as far as I know, the only Eastern beef is Phillipsburg. Oh, right, and I go and I go over order. to Phillipsburg to do shit all the time. When I tell Eastern people that I'm like, they're like, oh, where do you go to the movies? You go to the Eastern Theater. I'm like, Eastern Theater is trash. I go to Phillipsburg. They like get offended. And I'm like, yo. The Easton Theater is actually a shit show, <laughs> and the Phillipsburg one is nice. And I don't care that it's in New Jersey, you fucking weirdos. But they like literally like viscerally react like, "Ew, you go to Phillipsburg? Like that's amazing. Why do I care? Yeah, I go there. I'll go any fucking place that like knows to like shut the doors. You know what I mean? And like people so, don't fucking talk on their phones in the theater. Ah oh, man. All right, Easton. we should wrap up. Hey, big thanks to. Josh Goldblum for being on the show. Thank hey, you so thank much you. for no, hanging out, Josh. Dude, you are an inspiration, man, for real. Oh, like, I love it. the movies that you show, thank you. and it's made a lot of difference to the movies that I've seen. So I, I, I appreciate that. Directly like, appreciate I, it. I've wanted to be a part of the show for a while, so thank you guys for having You're me. You're the on. coolest person I know who regularly wears overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Almost warm tonight. <laughs> I was worried about the photo op. I was like, I can't, I can't be that No, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Uh, two, uh, big thank you to LVAC for their continued support. LVACX.com. Love you guys. Three, uh, we've said we'll thank uh, the people who support us on Patreon. We still have our Patreon going. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. Are you, you guys are on Patreon? Yeah, we we're are. We're on Patreon. Um, we're doing pretty good. We're not yet at our goal, but we, we do pretty good. Uh, next month is the month we have to start sending out people's rewards for supporting Yay. us on Patreon. So if you've been thinking like, where's my fucking rewards? Like, okay, it's coming. Yeah. Here it comes. We like got t-shirts you. and stuff. Yeah. We're doing some t-shirts. Some we're doing buttons. some other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things is, uh, uh, one of the rewards that actually my mom signed up for is that um, <laughs> you would get a, a, a year's worth of images of you photoshopped into movie posters. <laughs> so Mikey Smack is going to be doing Great that. Reward. That's so good. Yo, uh, shout out to Mikey Smack, by the way. He's actually, uh, yeah. I talked to him last night. He's doing some awesome fest stuff for us. Yeah. yeah. I love that guy, man. He's, He's the great. best. Yeah. I, oh, that makes me so happy that yeah. that worked. That I didn't even know that's out. a thing. That's so yeah. great. Well, he did the Bruce Campbell Hart he did. I, yeah. I knew he did that, yeah. but I didn't know he was doing that. Awesome festival. Yeah, we, so just, cool. we just talked last night. What's up, Mike so, Smazilo? So, so uh, <laughs> I memorized how to say your name correctly. Sorry, so stupid. Just call him Mike Smack. So, uh, <laughs> as we we always say, rate, review, subscribe, download, download, download. But also check out our Patreon and think about supporting, or at least encouraging your friends to support. Thank you to everyone who does support. Shout out to all the people who I remember support us, like Jeff Thibault or Samantha Ray or. Um, Jim Haku or a bunch of other people. Yeah. So, uh, and then big shout out. We've gotten a lot of behind the scenes help lately, whether it's Joe Yannick with editing, uh, Jaime Burkhart with, uh, um, doing some info stuff and some editing for us. Doug Tilly with adding every fucking thing I want to the website that I asked <laughs> Matt McCracken for. for writing for us a bunch. And No, Matt hasn't written in a while. Matt, if you're listening to this, get off your fucking ass. <laughs> no, Matt, you're the best. We love you. <laughs> but Billy Ray has been writing for us. He's he's great. Yeah. Nick Spotcheck is always the always coolest awesome. ever. Yeah. Uh, Rob hasn't written for a little bit, but when he does, he's really great. So he's the best. All you guys that support people. us, we love you so much. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, and we just, Dylan, who is a big fan of the show, just wrote his first piece for us Dylan, yeah Dylan so uh dylan is if he he plays video games a lot so if you're into watching people play video games you should check out his <laughs> video you know like people play video games and then people it's watch a, them play video games yeah, for yeah, fucking yeah. money dylan does that shit that's 
fucking it's, awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome for him. That's yeah, so amazing. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. Thanks for listening. That's it. Take care. We love you. Smoke bomb. Bye-bye.